This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's spellbinding filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. Tis an invitation! (laughs) Yeah, that's right, I'm actually going to do that. Rest your weary hackles, stay a while, and listen to this mystifying tale of spells woven in witchery most foul. Nobody in this movie has a British accent. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, they do. Our like story the... today comes from the farthest mists of the past, replete with intrigue, that one Republic song that you remember not liking very much, and Monica Bellucci in <laughs> essentially a non-speaking part. Hark, what's that? Reaching from the shadows. Tis Alfred Molina in a bowler hat. <laughs> fucking so so stupid but fear not traveler balthazar blake merlin's most smolderingest apprentice has found an apprentice of his own tis jay baruchel it's all right i suppose (laughs) (laughs) this week we watched the 2010 action fantasy in which our main characters take a bit of a step outside their wheelhouse like nick cage who plays a weirdo with a big duster and too many rings, and Jay Baruchel as an awkward nerd who's just in over his head and says things like, this isn't happening. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for going on that journey with me. (laughs) I loved how you dropped it so quick. I'm just just going to wait to be done. Just going to roll for initiative here. Looks like I got a seven. Oof, sorry. So yeah. I guess one of you guys is probably going to have to start. I, okay. Well, I mean, I need to roll it. Ooh, 18. That's you want to you roll for, for Sean? You want to roll for me? I don't have my dice at hand. Okay. I'll roll for you, How buddy. Do you Thank not you. Have your dice? The DM doesn't have dice? <sighs> That's a 15 for Josh. Ooh, so. All right. All right, Sean, you're <laughs> starting Sean, us out us off, here. buddy. All right. Uh, hi, I'm your co host, Sean. <laughs> oh shit, did we not do that? <laughs> Hi, I'm your co-host Josh. <laughs> I'm your co-host Jeff. I thought that's what we were rolling Whoops. for. <laughs> so uh let's just kick off like normal. Have you guys seen this movie before? Alright, I'm gonna ready my action. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna ready an action too. Uh Is it to I'm answer? going to uh wait okay. to use my action to pay attention. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to wait until there's a movie on my television screen that doesn't suck ass like this one did. <laughs> oh, I kind of liked it, but I kind of hated it. I mean, it's like yes. real paint by numbers. It felt like a Disney movie. Just yeah. a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Not a good one. Not a good one. <laughs> yeah, this was not This was not like a, like a, blockbuster, a, Brock, a Frozen. Brock. This was like a... I'm not going to say a movie because... I literally can't pick one that people won't like tear me apart for saying uh, like a bad mm. Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, is this no, I mean a bad Disney movie would be new Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. New, yeah. new jungle book. Yes. This feels like a remake <laughs> of a good animated Disney movie. Yeah. Called Fantasia. which it is. We'll get into that later. It is. I mean, like 
remake I guess that is was... carrying it's it's carrying a lot of weight in that sentence. <laughs> I know. Uh, had you guys seen this movie before? What? No. Uh, <laughs> he sounds insulted that you would even deign to ask him. Uh, no, I, I also how, had not seen this movie. How dare you? Uh, I had, actually. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know. I don't remember why. I'm sure did I had a reason. Lo- did you lose a bet? Did you babysit at one point? And, like, had to... I mean... Cause like what this movie came out when we were like twenty or yeah. something like I would <laughs> yeah I would have been twenty two I can't imagine I just did it for fun there must have been some reason but can't remember yeah asking if Josh is babysitting while he watched it sort of begs the question who is this movie for that's what I kept asking great myself. question they don't know because <laughs> yeah it's, it's like it's not really for kids yeah, well I mean. The idea is kind of for kids. But yeah, kind of. But okay, so there's definitely some kind of you know adulty jokes in this that I'm sure kids didn't get. But that's fine. Yeah, and the romantic subplot just features so heavily into it that mm-hmm. I just I I had to be like high schoolers, right? Yeah, wizards. I, kids love wizards these days. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Were they trying to get like the superhero market? Do you think they were trying to get into kind of the 2010 was probably I know Iron Man was 2008. So maybe they were trying to get into that market like the Marvel. Yeah. Okay. maybe. And and, um, Nick Cage wouldn't be Spider-Man till like what? 2019. (laughs) (laughs) That's that is true. Yeah, but he was the uh, yeah. He's the noir Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse for yeah. anyone that doesn't know what Sean's um, referencing. I mean, yeah. a, a more, like, you know, what Marvel, you, you should have said, what, or I should have mm. said was, like, what, the uh, bonehead uh, flaming ghost man, <laughs> motorcycle ghost. Ghost Rider. <laughs> ghost Rider. I, I should have oh, yeah. just let you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was, yeah, he played a comic book character and sort of an alternative, like, comics or like uh action adventure characters so he was kind of playing both sides it worked out super good for him wow what a rich textured tapestry of of roles he's taken on over the years Mm -hmm. so the basic premise of this movie for anyone that's unfamiliar is merlin he's a wizard he has a nemesis named morgana who is going to make a bunch of zombies i initially thought but later i figured out that it's she's reanimating other sorcerers yes she's gonna reanimate some amount of dead people to take over the world and merlin is gonna stop her with his three disciples and one of them is nick cage and merlin gets killed and Boy, I'm getting way too detailed, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, I was going to say, like... Broad strokes, this is about... a thousand years ago. <laughs> a young boy who suddenly transforms into a slightly less young boy who <laughs> is being taken under Nick Cage's wing to become a sorcerer and save the world. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. That I think that pretty much tracks. Yeah, because I was unfamiliar with this movie, and about 15 minutes into the flick, when it just... 10 years later as you, mm-hmm. I was 
completely blown away. I thought this oh, was a movie really? about a chi- yeah. I thought this was a movie about a child. Sean, what did, wizard? Did, you, did that surprise you, Sean? Not re- not really, because that kid's like the kid in the beginning is like so much younger, and yeah, but like the he was that kid wasn't on the cover of the movie. Oh, uh, so yeah, if you knew Jay Baruchel was gonna be in it, then that kind of spoils that. I mean, I knew he was in it, but I didn't. I, I guess I just didn't understand that he was going to be the, the main character, the kid. 20, 27-year-old Jay Baruchel was going to be the kid in this movie. He's 27? Well, he's 20, yeah, but he's 20 in the in the um, movie. Hmm. Yeah, and that is a kid age, yeah, kind of. that's true. Um, he's going to NYU. He's teaching at NYU. Well, we'll get into yeah. that. I couldn't, I couldn't make heads or tails of that. Yeah, he's he's a kid that just happens to have the technical know-how to manufacture his own giant Tesla coils. And is teaching a course that somebody his age is taking. So is he like like fucking yeah. eight he's years ahead smart. of schedule? Yeah. Like because I mean, they say it in the in this movie where he's like, huh. You know, wizards are, or sorry, sorcerers are people that can use all of their brain power, oh, not just 10, 10%, which is that whole like yeah. limitless nonsense. But yeah, I, I can't believe they brought that up. Yeah, yet yet another movie where it's like, oh, only 10% of you. That's it. By the way, not true. Not true. You, de- you definitely use your whole brain. We know. That's why it's in <laughs> the brain spot. Where the brain lives. We know what all of the brain does pretty much. Like there it's not like in neurology classes, there's like a tiny circle and they're like, that's what we know. And the rest of it's all grayed out. And they're like, we don't have any fucking idea what that stuff's for. No, we know what all the different parts do. In the CAT scan pictures, it's like this dark area. Is just a mystery. Yeah, you, looks we like only you're... made a machine that lights up some of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like the, uh, we've got some activity in your magic region over here, and that's yeah. not supposed to happen. That's not good. So, yeah, um, uh, were you related to Merlin by chance? <laughs> um, oh, we should also say that this is a Jerry Bruckheimer produced movie. Uh, oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, real Bruckbuster. The, the Bruck stops here. <laughs> Yeah, let's get. I mean, let's get brucked up, more, more or less. Because Bruckle your seatbelts for this one. <laughs> oh my god, what fucking floodgates have I opened? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ashamed uh, of myself with that and, one. And ca- calling this movie a bruckbuster is generous because this was actually more like a bruck flopster. Like this movie oh. did not perform at the box office. Uh, yeah, I know. Poor Bruckheimer. How will he ever recover from my scathing insults? He, I know, poor so guy. this was supposed to be like a triumphant return to form for him because his previous movie, The Prince of Persia, was also a flop. Mm-hmm. So this was like his hope to be like, no, check it out. I can still really do it. I can make good, cool <laughs> movies like I used to. And then he made this one. Old Jerry Bruckheimer still got it. Mm. 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 do you jerry has he been like doing shit lately like dude why would he need to it's fine he i mean i'm sure he's got things in the works but i don't care i don't like as long as it doesn't 
have Nick Cage in wow, it. Wow, not a lot, actually. Kid. Pirates of the Caribbean didn't do great. It was the 2011 one. Lone Ranger, not that was a mm. big flop. Another Pirates of the Caribbean, which I believe is also a big flop. Uh, ooh, Gemini Man, also a big flop. Wow, that sucks. Another Bad Boys movie and has oh, upcoming that, that the good. new Top Gun movie. The the Bad Boys did good. Yeah. Um. So I think let's get into the um movie Martin here. Lawrence was officially too old for this shit now, though. <laughs> Yeah, I actually finally believe him. So I have a bit of, uh, of a change of format here, if you guys don't mind. Sure. What I would like to do. Okay, wave your magic wand, switch it all up. Yes. <laughs> uh, I got a nat 20 on my spell attack roll. It's been a long time. Uh, and I've decided to use that luck to change the format a little bit here. Instead of going plot point, point plot point, through the movie, which I would still like to kind of do. I'm just going to send you guys screenshots that I took of the film in Skype chat, and then you guys just describe what it is to me, and then we'll kind of take it from there. You ready? Okay, sure. Shoot. Okay, here's the first Here's the first one. Okay, so can you guys do me a favor and just describe to me what we're looking at here? Um... Let me get this on the other monitor so Sean can see it a little better. Uh, well, it I? looks like uh, some people riding horses by silhouette and uh, Nick Cage mm -hmm. in some sort of uh, scroll-like tapestry uh, depiction of him wearing robes. Yes. Uh, he looks somber, like a, like a stoic, I don't know, um, mystic, maybe? That's good, yeah. Like a, Mer like a Merlernian. <laughs> uh, Isn't that what they say? I, like it's I literally Merlin did not understand until the end of the movie that Merlinian meant like one of Merlin's yeah. people. But anyway, yeah, so it was very I know. Dumb. Yeah, the first time they said Prime Merlinian, I was just like the Googly Gobber. <laughs> like, I, I googled it. Stupid. I yeah. get, googled it, and the Prime Merlinian or whatever is like that line around the like. It's like where the. Oh, the, yeah, prime the prime meridian. meridian. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was yeah, like, that's wait. a thing. I was just very confused on like, what am I typing in? And like, then I was like, wait, yeah. what? Is this mean where like, you know, one hemisphere meets another? No. No. It means Jay, <laughs> means Jay Baruchel. So <laughs> I, I have noticed that it is almost always a bad sign when a movie opens up with a like voiceover narration over like a once in the past, like that sort of exposition mm -hmm. dumped, almost always a terrible sign. Yeah, I knew we were extra in trouble at the point where it was like, and that's when, oh shoot, what's his name? Horvath betrayed him, but Balthazar was able to use the uh, Grimhold, an impenetrable prison, to capture him and some of the other people too but but actually actually before before that happened okay so merlin was dying <laughs> yeah like it like it, doubles back on itself yeah. and it's like but but oh but before we get to that part i have to tell you about this first what? i was like uh, uh -oh. i was like excuse me like it, it jumps from the fight to like then 800 years later he beat yeah but that was like Horvath. but back here again sorry merlin just got stabbed it's like just yeah. do that first and then talk about him sealing up all the wizards. 
So in a fucking Russian yeah. nesting doll. Yeah, and it was like voiced by like Ian. Was it Ian McShane? Was yeah, like from uh, yeah Ian McShane <laughs> yeah, from like Deadwood, Deadwood and, and... <laughs> uh, one episode of Game of Thrones. And I was really hoping like he wasn't just going to be the narrator at the very beginning. I thought there he might show up, but no, nope, that was it. <laughs> Damn, he would have been good in the Alfred Molina part. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I like Alfred. Yeah, I don't have any like, complaints about him. Mayan's a f- fabulous actor. Yeah, so we open up in the past, uh, and we learn that Nick Cage, Alfred Molina, and Monica Bellucci are Merlin's apprentices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a wild ride of a sentence. Um, <laughs> uh, Merlin is played by somebody. I don't know who that was. And then Morgana, who is Merlin's nemesis, uh, from like Arthurian lore shows up and kills Merlin and Horvath turns out to be a traitor. That's Alfred Molina. We're just going to call him probably Alfred Molina. Uh, and, uh, God, it's complicated. Like this intro scene literally exists to set up and explain like six different plot devices in five minutes. They're like, so there's a grim hold and it's what we put bad wizards in. There's the rising, which is the thing Morgana wants to do, which is like destroy the world, bring back dead wizards. Uh, there's a dragon ring, which is Merlin's and whoever has it is Merlin's uh, descendant, the prime millennial or whatever, who <laughs> will <laughs> inherit Merlin's power. And he's going to kill Morgana someday. It's in like, three minutes we learn all of this stuff and it's always a bad sign when you see it all crammed in right at the beginning because it means that they didn't know how to fit it into the rest of the story Mm -hmm. so they were like fuck it just put it all here i guess we don't have time yeah yeah ian mcshane will tell them about it and then they'll know for later when all this stuff comes up yeah (sighs) unnecessary i know i mean some of this stuff comes up like right away like okay so in the expo dump they call the Grimhold an inescapable prison which it is until the 11 minute mark of the movie <laughs> when fucking Alfred Molina escapes it because Lil J. Barichel just picks it up it's inescapable unless a 10 year old boy has it just just touches it just he was wearing the ring right so it's like yeah but oh is that what he wasn't was he did he cast a spell inadvertently i mean the ring moved something with his hand because he was shaking his hand and then apparently it was hidden in the wall which why wouldn't you just keep the keep that thing in the basement yeah with all the other fucking secret doors yeah by the book and the necklace and all the other or like stuff didn't didn't know why you had to keep it in a different location put it anyways he finds it he picks it up and then bada bing bada boom opens up yeah you got a bunch of bugs turning into yeah like diego rivera well hold up hold up hold up (laughs) we'll get there yeah i got a couple other pictures first (laughs) okay okay sorry sorry. okay so i I didn't mean to no 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 no. we learn we learn all of this backstory about all of the different situations and then we learn that uh nick cage has spent a thousand years looking for the prime Merlinian. That's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and has not found him yet. Gosh darn it. Uh, I'm going to send you guys another picture here and just tell me what that's a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, what are we looking at here? This is the 
a picture of a girl that's about to check the friend box <laughs> and not the boyfriend box. Because <laughs> I swear to God, I was just trying to get a picture of the scene and I just paused it without really paying attention. And that was the frame I got. Yeah. Uh, so, oops. Um, yeah, and how does, and, and who is the girl? Yeah, so this is uh, this is ten year old Dave Stutler's little little classmate mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca Barnes, who he has a little a little kid crush on, and uh, they're on a field trip, you know, in in the city part of New York. Yes, and uh, he passes her a note, uh, boyfriend or girlfriend check a box note, mm-hmm. which not never never really good idea no just like ask i mean whatever he's 10 i get it um 10 year olds are stupid that's good and then what happens after she checks a box that we don't we don't get to see what happens then well she what bugged me the most was she's wearing like mittens so when she holds the pencil it's like a game (laughs) i didn't even notice trying to chisel (laughs) trying to chisel like a, a like a griff, like some sort of uh, rune into a cave wall, but <laughs> uh, it just really silly. It just made me laugh. Um, but yeah, yeah, she sets it down. The wind takes away the note. Yeah, then gets stuck to the bottom of a uh, bicycle, and then at some point the bike guy like turns around and is like, "Ah, oh, what's this trash on my wheel?" Throws it. Immediately stepped on by a dog. Now that dog has trash on its paw. Yes. Yeah, that dog stepped in gum or something. Yeah. It's, it's on there good. Or she just put her gum in it. Yes, and, and Jay Baruchel is, or not Jay Baruchel, but the it's Jay Baruchel. He's young uh, and is, is sprinting after this note desperately trying to, like, scramble after it and catch up uh, to see what it says inside. I do, I love during that scene that the next person after the dog is a woman who picks it up looks at it and looks at it and like laughs yeah. and then just laughs. throws it to yeah. the side like <laughs> fucking kids These dumb kids oh, kids are <laughs> stupid yeah and like i get that the the note is supposed to be a plot contrivance to get him to run away from his class and to run into nick cage's magic shop um which is called what josh oh god i uh what is it called the something cabana yeah, Arcana but Cabana. The, Ar- the Arcana Cabana. It's not even. Is pr- the name? It's not pronounced <laughs> Arcana either. It's pronounced Arcana. <laughs> well, Josh, are you the sorcerer? No, that's or is true. Nick Cage the sorcerer? That's true. Uh, evidently, he is. Yeah, I. It, it was enough to make me think, like, man, when he inherited the lease to this place, you know, this dusty mausoleum that he's gonna score store loose human skulls in. It, he must have, like, got it from some do- dopey guy who was like, yeah, it's called the Arcana Cabana, and you've got to keep that name. That's in the contract. <laughs> yeah, because the other possibility is that a thousand-year-old wizard bought this place and was like, hmm, I have a good idea for a name. That's kind of funny. <laughs> like, just, yeah, couldn't it be called Balthazar's? Oh, by the way, Nick Cage's name is Balthazar in this movie. Balthazar. Balthazar. All right, hot image co- incoming. All right, coming in hot. And can you guys? You guys might know, not know the context, but if you could just describe what it looks like. Um, <laughs> I'd rather not. It looks, it looks like Nick Cage is doing something kind of satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, either like... he's 
<laughs> Dropping a deuce or busting loads. <laughs> what, was... And what's what's he look like? Uh, he's uh, got a sort of long, unkempt hair, um, and a uh, you know a short mustache and and mm. beard going on, and uh, he looks like. Yeah, like he's either dropping a duke or, you know, maybe just, you know, took a really nice bite of like a Twix bar or something. He looks like he kind of reminds me of like like a worse Chad Kroger. He's like a lesser Kroger <laughs> from the guy from Nickelback. That's the it's like chin Kroger chin like. length, kind of wavy blonde hair, old ass duster. And the context for this, by the way, is that he is affixing Merlin's ring mm-hmm. to young Dave Stutler. Jay Baruchel? Uh mm. Stephen Carp. Okay. Uh, and he's, because it turns out that that's like how he decides or how he can tell who is the new uh, Avatar or Merlin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, in the little montage of him, you know, traversing the world throughout history, mm-hmm. like he goes to some like Eastern, like child prophet, is in a tent and people are like bowing down to him and all this stuff. And he keeps handing these children this like cool dragon ring and they just look at it and then look at him like he's so <laughs> stupid for giving it to him. Yeah. They're all like, this ring sucks. Why would you show me this dumb, stupid ring, you idiot? You like dumb old idiot. Yeah, like none of the kids are like, wow, cool. Yeah, cool. Under dragon. Yeah. Yeah. But I Thanks, mean, Mr. you know, if you if you were being groomed to be like the next Dalai Lama mm-hmm. or something, like you know, you already don't care about your worldly possessions, yeah. and you're like, yeah, you can take that back. And it is a very, it's like a, a Dalai Lama kind of situation, because that's what they do with the Dalai Lama, I believe, is show them, show a kid the possessions of the old Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that episode of King of the Hill. Okay. That's, that's totally where I got that from, too. So that might just be something Mike Judge made up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just unclear. go with that. So it, let's just I, go with that. It turns <laughs> out that this kid is the um, descendant of Merlin, right? And Nick Cage, yeah, what's that, Sean? The, the ring actually does something. Turns into, like, a, a cool living dragon and then, like, uh, really nicely, like, just uh, fit, uh, fits itself to perfect size around his finger yeah yeah because he's the primo silmarillion also just just gonna really just gonna quick say this he takes that off all the time all the time he's constantly like taking it off but if you had a magic fucking ring yeah he would you ever take it off not if i died are you kidding me (laughs) yeah he so before he before he reconnects with nick cage he's storing it in his the sock drawer of his dresser yes. that is in the kitchen slash living room of an apartment that he shares with a friend of his. His sock drawer is in his kitchen. Yes. That bothered me so and greatly. Did you see what it was? It's like a board game box on a shelf. That's how that's his sock drawer. It's literally just an empty board game box full of socks. What really? And he yeah, he pulls it off the shelf. And pulls out some socks, and the ring is inside. And then he puts the board game box full of socks. Back. I sound yeah, like a Dr. Seuss poem. I'm sorry. When you, uh, <laughs> uh, he puts it back on the shelf. When you uh, use all the percent of your brain, all of it, you just you know do things a little bit differently. You realize that that's a pretty good idea. Mm. So after mm. discovering that this kid is the prime Merlinian, 
Uh, Nick Cage does the smart thing and immediately leaves him alone. Mm -hmm. Immediately after giving this kid magic powers, he's like, I'll be right back. Don't don't touch anything in my incredibly dangerous shop. Yeah, I know you already knocked over a bunch of shit with your backpack earlier, but just (laughs) just fucking be cool. I already know I can't trust you, but one more time, just don't touch anything. And then he does. Inadvertently, he touches the uh, Matryoshka doll, I think is what they're called, the Russian nesting doll that contains uh, a bunch of evil wizards, including, you guys want to tell me what we're looking at here? Uh, that is a fancy gentleman who has been stapled to a sail. Yeah, it looks like a Doc Ock trying to uh, attach himself to a kite. Okay. Those are both, I think those are both great guesses. What we're looking at here is Alfred Molina, who is dressed, I think, like mid-1800s, I think is his look, probably, somewhere around there. Uh, and he is stuck on the ceiling after he breaks out of the Russian nesting doll and gets into a short fight with Nick Cage, who shoots him up into the sky. I am I was really disappointed by this movie because I really want like big budget high fantasy to be a viable box office option. I would love to see movies like this, but good. Yeah. And especially that are like, I mean, this isn't exactly an original intellectual property, but it mostly is, you know, it's ostensibly it's kind of based off of the short from Fantasia, which in turn is based off of a piece of music, which in turn is based off of a German poem. Yes. And like Merlin and Morgana and all that, that's all existing stuff, too. Mm -hmm. All the King Arthur legend stuff. But yeah, it's like it's basically a new property. It's got, I thought, honestly, cool wizard fights. Like, I thought the magic looked pretty cool in this movie. I don't know if, yeah. if you guys agree or not. I was like, yeah, I was entertained by a lot of the weird spells they do during fights. Uh, Yeah, totally. I mean, they did a good job of uh, kind of, you know, mixing and meshing the like Kamehameha balls with the more like esoteric things like at one point i call uh, i call him that too in my notes uh frida's husband turns a poster into a bunch of wolves yeah or a calendar that has wolves on it into wolves yes and then nick cage turns the wolves into puppies and then as the train is coming so as not to have puppies be squashed by an oncoming train (laughs) he turns them back into pictures pictures of puppies like pictures of puppies and they flop back onto the tracks the train tracks having been turned harmlessly into paper and like that was cool it looked it looked super cool i loved it Mm -hmm. yeah i just i feel like a wasted opportunity to me i was disappointed that this movie sucked so hard uh in so many prominent ways and that i could i just couldn't like overlook all the bad stuff uh next up in my notes i did write well quick yeah what's up quick with this picture though still um, is something that I kept being like, okay, well, if you know that a wizard or sorcerer, sorry, sorcerer is um, <laughs> needs their magic uh, amulet or whatever cat to cast. Their yeah, uh, it's like a focus or something. He is constantly, even in this photo, he's not holding it. Take yes. that from him. Yes, Alfred, you have him pinned. Take his thing. Yeah, just keep taking it. Don't yeah. don't let him pick it up yeah. and then chase you. You keep doing it 
Which makes me think you're strategically just not that good at it. You're focusing too much on mm-hmm. doing cool magic. You are not, like, you know, using it in the most, um, I don't know, uh, tactically, ta- yeah, tactically yeah. sound way. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and boy, you know, I haven't really dug into this in my head, but looking at this picture is reminding me that Horvath's like totem is this cane that he's always carrying around yes everybody else has a ring he has a cane which he also keeps is dropping just, it it's just a it's just a it's just a ring that someone can grab from you so much more easily yeah exactly it's just a so, cane so much easier it's a, can, it's a ring that leaves you without a free hand yeah he drops it constantly yeah and i i, I just am like okay like suck it up like zoom it to you yeah now you have two Whoop his ass. And apparently, because apparently yeah. you can just do that. You can just yeah, have can. two and focuses or whatever. Yeah, there's but like. But as long as, yeah, as long as you have those, yeah. he cannot uh, attack you. So it's like, why wouldn't that be your. I mean, there, Maybe it's, it, there's yeah, a weird, yeah. like. Lawful good to chaotic evil. I, I guess, guess, yeah. It almost felt like a gentlemanly, like, set of rules that we're not privy to between Horvath and Nick Cage, because there's a scene when. He has Horvath like wrapped up in like a beaded curtain thing, and yes, be- beaded curtain. Yeah, thank Correct. you. I couldn't. <laughs> I was trying to think if there was another word for that, but there's not. Um, and you mean cool curtain? Cool curtain. Yeah, he's powerless and like tied up, and Nick Cage just like grabs the doll and runs, which was like mm-hmm. maybe he's got a, a code against killing or something. But I was like, just fucking stab him. Well, you didn't. You didn't even well, have to kill him. You just take his totem, and it's like, bada bing, bada exactly. Boom. Yeah, he's worthless. Or, or, and I, I can't remember if this, if that was the scene that made me write it. But somewhere in my notes, I had something to the effect of like, so why didn't he put him back in the doll? Yes. Like, there's a couple of different times where he's like got him on the ropes yeah. and just is holding the doll, and it's like, oh, yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, and That's you know, I question. guess that maybe the idea is that like putting someone in the doll takes a lot of time mm. or some special thing. We never see it yeah. happen on screen. Don't. So like, but well, you can't just introduce like this doll of imprisonment and then not tell us how it works. Each time, each time he's holding it though, it is like the next one in, like it's the smaller one. Maybe he needs mm-hmm. the outside cup. Oh, he's what? out of dolls. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just don't know. <laughs> and the, that's frustrating. Rules, but you yeah. know what? It's magic, and, you know, science that you don't understand might as well be magic. Yeah. Which, yes. Ugh. All right. Uh, I'm going to drop another one here. Mm-hmm. And tell me what that is. Drop it like it. Oof. <laughs> yep. And, and, and what, do we, uh, what do we got here, fellas? Uh, this is uh, Jay Baruchel's, uh O-face <laughs> as he stares up the skirt of a student in his class. <laughs> And yes, not not trying to be funny. That just, is that's what it no, is. That is if this that's what it is. If this image was online and it had like one of those like hypertext descriptions of what the image is, that's what it would be <laughs> for like the the yeah yes. This is Jay Baruchel in a class that he's teaching at NYU in the physics department, I guess, at like twenty. Oh, I forgot to mention in the previous scene, Nick Cage and Alfred Molina get trapped inside an urn. We'll get back to that. <laughs> oh oh yeah and also then 10 years pass. yes and then 10 years back to the day so we're, yeah. to the day. we are now up to uh the age of 20 still following uh 
little Dave, and nobody believes him that he saw two wizards fighting. Uh, yeah, shocker. Yes. It, yeah, his his teacher with the whole class in tow somehow locates him outside of the Arcana Cabana. How? Yeah. Okay. How did she find him? That's a great. He ran like four blocks in New York. He's like gone and through, through yeah multiple shady alleys. Yeah, that teacher. Yeah, is, totally should just be super fired. Uh, oh, and it yeah, also I mean, it looks she she's uh, she's obviously a sorcerer too. Oh, maybe she's a Merlinian. Mm. So, and it also looks like he peed his pants because a jar spilled on it. Which oh yeah, which as soon as that jar broke, I was like, oh, there's a pee pants joke coming for sure. Yeah, yeah. Gonna make fun of this nerd because he's peed his pants. I would thought it was gonna be like, <laughs> oh no, did you get that jar on your pants? That's magic yeah. acid or something. I was like, oh no, that's yeah, that's plumber's oh, acid. Right. He said, yeah, he said it was a, he said it was just a bunch of, it was just a bunch of water, and it's like, dude, there was like eyeballs in that water yeah like, that's yeah gross. one of the jars like just had a head in it yeah like, like dude that jar is uh, yeah. probably not just water so but anyway, anyway it's probably yeti tears jay baruchel is ogling one of his students and who is that student oh yeah well after he decides that he'll look at her face instead of her private parts he realizes that it is in fact Be- becky Julie. barnes oh. uh yeah who we met earlier, uh, his little crush from mm-hmm. when he was 10. Yep. Yes. And how would you guys say, scale of 1 to 10, how does that conversation go for him? Not great. Like like a 2 yeah. or a 3. but o- Not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> yeah, but but only because like she, the character is just into him for no real reason. Mm-hmm. But she saw him draw a picture on a window once that was like, "Hey, it lined it. It lined up with the the, the I don't know, Sears Tower. What is that? Empire State Building. Yeah, the Empire, Empire State, State Building. building. Yeah, a little King Kong drawing. A little King Kong. And she remembers that ten years later somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And she still has a crush on him. Well, she out of all of the it. kids laughing at his pee pants, she was the only one not. It's true. I think the teacher was even laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little shithead. I probably would have. Like, sorry, oh, yeah. man. It's funny. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, this movie definitely falls into the standard trope of, like, he's not charismatic or, like, likable, really. Which is a shame, because I actually think Jay Baruchel's pretty good in a lot of stuff I've seen. But in this, his character is not, like, likable or charismatic. And she's still, like, into him. Because, of course, she is. He's the main character of the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. It's like... I would have liked it more if it's like she wasn't into him until she sees him do magic or something. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, you haven't seen him in, like, a long time. Don't... Like, okay, you have a radio show, and that's fine. Like, I just feel like she'd be more into that mop top guy in uh, with the scarf in the radio station yeah can you i like how you know he's supposed to be an asshole because he wears a scarf yeah that's the visual yeah cue. well and well, then it's she, later on she re- she says something that clues you into the fact that it, they did in fact date at one point yeah because she said my last boyfriend just wore a scarf that's what made him different or yep. whatever yeah but like 
I just don't. I mean, okay, she didn't so the shoot plasma balls. Yeah, the things that he does that makes her like like him is he helps her fix some equipment that gets struck by lightning yes. at at the radio station. Yes. And says to her basically like, "Oh yeah, it's it's no problem. I can tell this is really important to you." But that's just what friends do that's what a good friend would do there's nothing like inherently romantic about that right okay so so she did check the friend box though right like oh that's a good question i mean (laughs) and she just and she just lies to him all these years later now that she knows he's a wizard well i wouldn't i wouldn't fucking tell a sorcerer that it's the same thing with tiger and jaguar dude all over I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't fucking tell a sorcerer that I just wanted to be friends. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, don't. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even consider oh, that. Oh, for sure. Implicit power imbalance between him yes. and every other human on the planet. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, but anyway, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought for the role, Jay Baruchel was pretty good. I, I can't believe that. Like, I, I believe that this is just kind of the way he is in real life, and he just is able to dial it up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to play, like, the awkward, kind of nerdy, always-out-of-place always guy. Yeah, I mean, he's... In in this, I, like, when I was watching this, I was just like, oh, this is just undeclared, but, like, with wizard powers. Yeah, that's a great description of this movie. Yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of a weird archetype for a lead in a film like this and i really just i don't know i i just think like a teenager just works so Mm. much better for this like did you guys see onward no is that good (laughs) uh yeah it's awesome uh yeah but i'm pretty sure those were cgi well yeah but i mean it's 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 a teenage character who gets the call basically to be a magician and is reluctant at first but then Mm -hmm. is roped into it yeah i mean it's the same same story story wait are you telling me they've done this story before (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair it's a different MacGuffin. they have to save their dad instead of like stopping the end of the world or whatever but i mean yeah it's a pretty uh common trope you know like prophesied uh hero is reluctant to accept his responsibility. Yeah, call to action, yeah. refusal of the call. It's the hero's exactly, journey, yeah. like, you know. And it's like the hero's journey, but, like, not subtextually at all. It is just, like, they took it and they were like, oh, just that, got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh. Got it, Man, sounds good. Screenwriting's not so, so the hard. Call- <laughs> I found this thing called the hero's journey, and I just typed some words around it. and It's like a Mad Lib. Yeah, this, screen- this screenwriting <laughs> stuff's pretty easy right five other writers uh i have another picture here <laughs> yeah this movie had six fucking writers um yeah but quentin uh-oh. tarantino worked on it <laughs> that's a joke if you told me like there were uncredited like joss whedon rewrites i would believe you um <laughs> i feel like there'd be more jokes though that's true yeah it'd be funnier probably uh next one coming in <laughs> yeah the urn okay this is the crudely painted urn of, uh, I guess, souls trapped in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. But who are those other people? And yeah. did they ever get out? No. And why does one of these people have the face of a ferret? That's a good oh question. God. But who are the two most uh, prominently cause... featured faces? 
Because the... oh, it's Frida's husband and Nicholas Cage. Dude, it's, it's Diego. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it's been ten years, and the creepy vase that they've both been trapped in uh has been bought and sold presumably a few times and is now in the hands of just like some people and luckily in new york it's pretty lucky that that didn't get sold to like fucking bulgaria or something yeah well it's like he says it was like you know from some dynasty and it's like oh man then that would be like auctioned off at like sotheby's or something. it would be in a museum like, <laughs> yes that's that's such a good it would be in a museum yes such a good fucking good point sean uh but yeah i I just thought it was like kind of bizarre like um that like there's just some people have it in their living room and it it like shakes for like what seems because it starts shaking during the day yes and then by the time they actually bust out of it it's like night so it's like been just shaking for like i don't know a while the the husband (laughs) sees it shaking and then instead of doing something about it he just gets in a fight with his wife it's like i don't know why you bought that thing look at it vibrate yeah i don't think it should be doing that yeah it's like this old antique vase and it just keeps vibrating and shaking and like nobody's like why what the, do yeah, that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you plug it in? What the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, hey, no, Mark. yeah, they are just like this hunk of junk. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's maybe get an Airbnb tonight and forever. What do you think <laughs> about that idea? But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so they break out. Alfred Molina comes out first, and then I like. I thought this was so clever. He comes out and just immediately asks the people, "Am I the first one out?" yeah (laughs) and one of them faints and he's like that's a yes and then so what he does is knowing that nick cage is about to pop out of this face picks it up Mm -hmm. walks to this window in a high rise and just throws it out and i was like Mm -hmm. that's so fucking that's clever it's funny Mm -hmm. i like it's a great action set piece i loved it yeah it is clever and it is funny but it's not really quite clever enough because uh, what he could have done is just smashed it with his cane. Is, yes. But the, would he have just like fallen out of it or would he like, I don't know. It's well, like, no, a good, that's a good maybe, point. Or maybe the cane wouldn't have been able to break yeah. it. Maybe it's like preternaturally strong. And Who knows? by launching it out the window, he just splatters Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, okay, okay. But like okay. when it hits the ground, it like it, it bursts into like fire. Well, that's true. <laughs> like, there's, like ash and cinder like going pew. Hmm. so yeah. i thought that was also really cool the, like the graphics in this movie are great yeah i mean the, we one of you guys i think maybe jeff you've mentioned before that cg really hit a nice stride around this time around 10 years ago mm-hmm. when it just kind of became like good as the standard it wasn't iffy like the super high budgets had good cg and like you know mid-tier movies kind of look like shit like well, now it's just like it all pretty much looks good they've got it pretty figured out yeah and uh it it, it by this time isn't as prohibitively expensive like the budget for this movie is 150 million which is what a lot of oh it's a lot of money wow but like and it made what they, like they spend a lot a lot more than that on cgi I mean, yeah and it made what like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars something like that no quite a bit more than that 215 million was the box office terrible Um, i guess but 
I, I, yeah, is I don't that know. Like worldwide I, altogether. Yeah, that that, like, that is worldwide. I, mean, I, I think it was like sixty or something domestically. I don't yeah, remember exactly. Oh, that sucks. Never mind. So, then. that's terrible. Um, just like while we're talking about yeah. it, um, I did watch the behind the scenes making of uh, of this, and the, one of the special effects man- managers, programmers, directors, whatnot, yeah. was talking about it. Where he was saying a, a great special effect is like a practical it starts as a practical effect and then you it ends as a practical effect and everything in between mm-hmm. is the like um cg yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's where you have like you know when they drop the vase there's something actually burning on the sidewalk mm. and so that looks cool or like when he throws a fireball his hands on fire they set a fire something on fire like on a page or like a desk or something and then in between like that fireball is just like cg hmm. so i think that's kind of what really works with this yeah you know it was it's a, it's a blend like, of yes. practical yeah. effects and cg yeah, yeah exactly that seems to be like the trick that they've kind of figured out is using mm-hmm. cg to sort of supplement existing practical stuff um mm-hmm. yeah which is cool like i like that they've really hit their stride with this shit um mm-hmm. i think if you went back in time and showed a movie like this to somebody a hundred years ago they would die <laughs> like they would be yeah, yeah they would explode yeah. well i mean a hundred years ago they'd be like color yeah we don't even have that <laughs> in real life <laughs> sound dobe digital what is this sorcery um yeah you would show you would show them just the part of like the bruckheimer logo where it's just like lightning strikes and thunder and then the tree getting hit by lightning and they'd be like wow you're right that was cool and you'd be like no 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 there's like a whole whole thing (laughs) how much was that keep watching here's a nickel let's ride again (laughs) projectionist play it again where's the organ Yeah, that's how they but did. But how did you time up the film and the phonograph so well? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay. All right. Anyway, welcome, welcome you got to our, picture our new, for No, us, not or? yet. I just, um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the scene when uh, he follows her after class. Uh, Jay Baruchel follows uh, Becky, is the character's name. Yep. Follows her after class yep. to, like, her job. Be- Be- Becky Barnes, Captain America's best friend. <laughs> Bucky, isn't that Bucky? One of Bucky. Oh, sh- oh shit! You're One right. Of... <laughs> the worst Marvel character. I said it. I fucking said it. She's a gender swapped <laughs> Bucky Barnes. I love it. I would like that more. It'd be more interesting. Um, fucking Bucky. Yes, he. You're he, dead. He, you're evil. You're back to life. You have one arm, and you're evil again. But now you're on the good side. What? I, I can't keep track. God, I, I fucking hate that character. I can't keep track. Um. Yeah, he follows her to her job, and where it is struck by lightning. If I remember right, as part of the fight between Balthazar and Horvath, there's some lightning stuff that happens, and uh, her job gets struck by lightning, and he fixes it, which, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you should be able to do that with just, like, the equipment they have laying around. Okay, let me just say this again. Yes. He has 100% use of his brain. (laughs) Yeah, he's just been doing rails of the. He's been taking the limitless pills and chopping them up into <laughs> rails and just blasting off. So he's yeah. he's good to go. He can he can fix an antenna with like what looks like a. Uh, oh shoot, 
I don't know, a fucking Game Boy? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's as, that's as good or better than the joke I was going to make, so yeah. Okay. Let's just go with that. What do we got? And, and if you oh. could, please focus heavily on the attire. Oh, yeah, okay. So this is uh, Nicolas Cage in a trench coat that's made out of deer hide or something yes um boy fingerless gloves always cool can't go Super wrong with that cool. and then what, what about what about the hat tell us about the hat yeah sean what's well, the, what's going on up there i mean it's a fedora but like with the flatter sadder rim like as if like a a, a homeless man or a you know a lovable tramp just uh has been uh, i guess using it as uh, something to collect change <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is not the fedora of a member of the Dirty Dozen Brass Band. Yes. This is the fedora, <laughs> of, is not a fedora of someone that drinks fucking two buck shots. Yeah, this is a fedora that's yeah. got some road miles on it. Or like some city miles. Yeah, yeah I, I have a question for you guys, too. Where the fuck did this hat come from? Where well, does he, he get it? He wears it throughout the movie. No, but like the first time it appears is this scene when he gets up on top of the building to to get his bird friend mm -hmm. okay. but he just he when he gets thrown out of the jar he doesn't have it then he's like walking through a gated courtyard after he hops down off the building and he doesn't have okay. it okay okay and then he's on top of the building and he does so at some point he was like god damn it it's magic i know but <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying think through the decision making process here at some point he was like walking around without his fedora and then later he's walking around with his fedora there is a moment yeah. somewhere in there where he was like oh sh right yeah poop and like the fedora <laughs> poofed into his hand and he was like there we go you know it would look really cool <laughs> I'm going yeah, off on the roof. Uh, I need my roof fedora. So there's a there's a deleted scene where he's in the park. And this is like shortly after, like just a little ahead. Okay. But it's broad daylight and he's he, he like uh he like reads a book or he's like sees this guy selling books in the park and it's like Don Quixote. Wow. I haven't read that in 300 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like, that's funny. My me bringing it up was, uh, I mean, he also references the book. Yeah, like don't like you know go chasing windmills or whatever. But then um, he, you just get a better like broad daylight visual of that 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 hat, and it is got a bunch of like weird little like steampunky bits to it. Oh really? I oh good. Yeah, it's not it's not that cool. So but. that's probably that's probably <laughs> why they worse. cut it after they saw that. They were like, we can't show this in daylight. Well, actually, Josh, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and naysay you on that one. I'm pretty sure the reason they cut this particular scene is because the next thing that happens is <laughs> Nick Cage makes himself Jay Barrichell and Jay Barrichell's dog all levitate in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. Even though later there's a, a line where he's like, we can't let anyone know about our magic powers no matter what. It would be awkward. Yeah. So now think of that. <laughs> yeah. Get into a fucking yeah. magic fight in Chinatown mm -hmm. in front of a hundred thousand people. Yeah. But he confettis everything. That's true. Yeah. As Confetti claw. And so claw. Jay Barishall comes home to his apartment and finds a B minus essay that he mm -hmm. wrote about Napoleon Bonaparte 
in 10th where when he was 10 years old stuck to his fridge and then he turns and he sees alfred molina the evil wizard horvath sitting at his dinner table because he's found him and he knows that what is he molina after he's after the matryoshka doll the doll yes because it contains morgana fuck there's a lot going on in this movie yeah and they call it something stupid the Grimhold. the Grimhold. yeah 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 and but there was a good joke here that i i liked about alfred molina <laughs> yeah. uh critiquing his his napoleon bonaparte essay because it's the only thing he's had to read for 10 years in the urn and i was like that's yeah. like that's fucking funny yeah he goes he goes like the the information was middling and the prose was weak and then jay baruchel goes i was 10 <laughs> like <laughs> no excuse yeah i thought that like I don't know. I feel like one of the writers of this movie was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's funny and cool things in this movie. You know, I mean, uh, 109 minute runtime. Like, this movie moved. I, I, I wasn't ever really, like, bored or unhappy to be watching yeah. it. It just wasn't as good or cool as I wanted it. I was, there's one scene I was unhappy watching, which is the scene where um, Jay Baruchel stares through a window at people in in a coffee shop longingly which made me very uncomfortable when he follows mm. becky with it without mm-hmm. her knowledge and stares at her through a window mm. i was uncomfortable with that mm-hmm. and then he walks away and she notices him and is like oh puppy said i i like him there's just something about him uh and <laughs> yeah. we got a <laughs> there's also a line uh there's a Yes. Okay. So th- this is where he's being chased by wolves, and wolves. he wolves wolves sent by Horvath. Yes. Uh, right after he. Okay. So he he talks shit about his uh, essay, mm-hmm. and then it, he's like, "I'm going to cut you up until you tell me where this thing sa- uh, thing is." And then he runs off. Uh, and then he sees the calendar that was mentioned earlier in the movie that's like, you gotta be a wolf. And wolves participate in, like, a pack-like mentality or some shit. Yeah. Which I was just very confused by, but apparently that came back, too. Um, and he just, like, turns the pictures of wolves into actual wolves chasing, um, yeah, what what are we calling this guy? Uh, just Jay Baruchel. Jay yeah, I, I'm just calling him that. I mean, like, I kept trying to t- use different people's names. I called him the guy from Undeclared. Uh, <laughs> was it Stephen Stephen Pike? Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyways, um, and Jeff keeps saying like Frida's what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's Frida's Diego like, Rivera, man. <laughs> yeah, Mexican muralist. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, it's Mark Rothko, uh, but no, that nobody's gonna yeah. get that. I do not. I don't. Yeah, yeah. See, he played, he played Mark Rothko in Red. Never mind, you guys. <laughs> in 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 Red. Yeah, the mo- the it's not a movie. It's a play. It's like a Broadway play. Oh, okay. No, then that explains oh. why I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, like it's very good. It's so good. I believe you. Talk I... about playing it. Talk about an asshole. Whoa. Oh my god. Anyways. Now, is that a normal play or is that an opera? I mean, musical. So uh, um, there are there is talking more no about this singing. picture. I, I think uh, you do get to see people prep a camera because and it is very exhilarating. If, oh, 
because if I start trying to describe the difference between an opera and a musical, it's going to be a whole thing, as we have seen previously. <laughs> I remember yes. that. <laughs> so, uh, what episode was that? Really, what episode were we even talking about? I don't even remember. Moonstruck. Yeah. Moonstruck? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's a that's an oldie. Anyways, so he's being chased by yes. wolves. Yes. <laughs> um, long chase scene in the New York subway. Um, uh, Balthazar shows up and saves him. Uh, with a giant iron bird. Yeah, uh, yeah. I talked a little bit about this magic fight earlier. There's definitely some cool stuff going on. The the disarming of the dogs is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he like coats Horvath in the water to like slow him yes. down. That's that's this fight scene. Yes. Right? that looked really cool. Also uh, covers like just throws litter on the in front of the bus so uh, or the train so he can't. Like, conductor can't see what's happening. Yes. That he's mm-hmm. about to run over people. Again, like, the action scenes in this movie are great. I, I get bored. Yeah. Also, giant bird, middle bird. That's it was cool. super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, we watch a lot of movies that have a lot of action scenes. I feel like, especially recently. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, it, for me now in my life, when I see like a big action scene, it's got to be really interesting for me to not just like tune out and, and sort of turn my brain off and start thinking about other things. And I, it never happened in this movie because I feel like the action scenes never went on for like longer than they needed to. They were always Mm -hmm. pretty, they were, they were always super tight and really punchy. And there was just always cool twists and turns and interesting magic tricks happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought they just fucking nailed that. But, you know, it's all the other stuff in this movie, like the the plot and the relationships and everything, <laughs> where it just sort of, like, falls apart. Yeah. 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 It yeah. is unfortunate. I, it, there definitely is cool stuff. Um, I like that the action scenes are easy to follow. Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't suffer from a lot of, like, modern, a lot of, like, post-Transformers action movies are just a big, like, blur of, Mm -hmm. like, machine colors, you know? Yeah. Like, this happened a lot in... Even some of the, like, MCU movies are are really guilty of this. Uh, Pretty much all of the DC ones are... They're just a blurry, shaky cam. And it's just, like, uh, you don't even know what's happening, you know, half the time or more. I was never confused. I was never, like uncertain of where people were spatially and what what the stakes were and what was going on i just i don't know i was i was pleasantly surprised by that part and it actually made me sadder because i was like well that part's good why couldn't the rest of it have been (laughs) speaking of yeah that's that's really kind of where i i landed on it where it's like all the action it it is really tight yeah and then and then um when the they're interacting if it's not like a silly joke it's like oh i like a girl ugh. and does a girl like me i gotta know yeah and it's like oh god this is not interesting what, yeah <laughs> what i really would have liked because it's a disney movie so you know exactly the beats they're yes. hitting and where it's yes. going yeah it's not like there was ever any doubt of what that story was yeah going he's awkward and shy and messes up a lot and she keeps giving him a bunch of chances and then eventually she's just in love with him. I would have liked it a lot yeah. more if it was like 
she was less in the movie. Like, okay, I think that she needed to either be in the movie more or less. Mm-hmm. She was in it the the exact wrong amount because what they want us to believe is that she's like really fallen for him. And I don't think she was given enough screen time or personality or lines for that. And I think what they should have done was either put her in it more and and develop that more and make it believable or put her in it less and have it just be like he likes her and she doesn't really even like know he exists. But then at the end of the movie, she agrees to like a date or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, especially because this was sort of fodder to be the setup for a new franchise. Like, I got the impression from this movie that they were just like, okay, Pirates of the Caribbean is starting to peter out. Yeah. We need a new action adventure. Johnny Depp franchise. Johnny Depp doesn't have a whole lot of those left in him. <laughs> yeah, so we got to go to the young buck that is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I think that would have been more interesting if, you know, if the premise was going to be that this was multiple movies, if they would have stretched out the romantic arc, mm-hmm. you know, so in this film, she's like not, you know, interested in him in that way yeah. or whatever. And there's more build up to it or whatever. Or she's like, well, at the, yeah, if she's like at the end, like, yeah, all right, I guess. Like, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Mm-hmm. But instead, she's mm-hmm. like, I will die for you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, she. there's a scene where, okay, he programs the Tesla coils to recreate the One Republic song that she played on her college radio station. Like, not Sonic Youth. Huh? Her or like super, Ty Siegel. Her super cool like, underground college radio station. Yeah, yeah she's she's not no playing like VOCs or anything. Yeah, no, no, it's a One Republic. So he, he programs the Tesla coils to like make you know, the melody of the song. And she's like, wow, you really did listen to my radio show. And I'm like, yeah, duh. He super listened to your radio yeah. show. Are you kidding me? You've caught Look- him multiple times creeping yeah. up. Yeah, he's stalking he even, you. He makes he, a joke yeah, about it. Yeah, he, he even, she even says, are you stalking me? And he says, not in like a creepy and way. And she's yeah. like, and uh, it's like, that's not for you to decide. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, well, mm-hmm. then that's, that's fine then. <laughs> Oh, in a cute way. Got it. You're cute. Oh, okay. Only in a Disney movie would that line work. What do we got here, guys? Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, uh, oh that's a bird. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I couldn't like... get a good still of that. <laughs> well, it's flapping its wings. Yeah, um, it's either a bird or like a little squid monster. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to tell from the one frame. Pretty sure it's, it's a bird. A bird. Yes, uh, this is them on top of the, uh, oh, damn it, I always forget what buildings are called. Um, <laughs> the Chrysler Center. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, Nick Cage is letting a pigeon that he had mended its, its, its leg or something, mm-hmm. or put a note on it, but I guess nobody ever got that note. Um, <laughs> huh. I Wait a thought second. he was putting a, a message on the bird and then uh, never came back. He wrapped something around its leg. I guess it's a tiny little tourniquet or something. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying uh, to no, remember because was... no, it does something. And um, uh, it had to have been a note. It was. It was a. It was a note. No, no, I remember to it. Who? He ties. 
what is it what does he do okay no i remember now he he ties something that looks like thread or something around the the bird's ankle and he ties it in like a twisting kind of thing and then the bird goes flying off and then he talks to jay baruchel on this rooftop about destiny and blah blah blah. and then and then his trunk and then yes the dresser comes flying back with the ring so i think what was that was supposed to be is like the twisted uh thread represents the ring you know what i'm saying because the ring has that kind of twisty pattern to it I might be I may be really that is a, doing yeah, doing that's a lot. the six that's a the lot work of, of the fucking but, hey, six screenwriters of this movie. It's a better I'm explanation sorry. than I have. Uh, yeah, I thought he was just it was just showing him that he's like a good guy because he mends a- animals. He tur- he didn't he made the puppies so they didn't get smushed by yes. the train. He's helping. This they weren't pigeon. even real puppies. It's just show, showing you kind acts. Yeah. Um, so you know he's a good. Yeah, guy. that might be it. Hmm. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. But then I guess maybe he was casting a spell on a bird to make a, a, a some underwear drawer come from. Nowhere. Yes. So this is the part <laughs> where it, this is the call to action where Nick Cage tells Jay Baruchel who he is and that he needs his help to fight in this war against Morgana and uh, summons Jay's, Jay Baruchel's dresser from like across the city. Which, by the way, did that just go through Jay Baruchel's wall or like a window or what? Like, how did that work on that end? It's like if Thor I just does like the hammer think... summon thing, like yeah. there's some chaos going on like a mile that direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like some poor like fruit vendor or hot dog <laughs> vendor is just like, my, my, my wieners. My cabbages. so there's actually a bunch of problems with this that are just now occurring (laughs) hit me me. so if it blasted out of the wall that apartment is ruined which at first i'm like oh well that's okay it already had a bunch of wolves horvath knows about the apartment so it's it's not safe to be there anymore it's burned and then i and then i think oh he has a roommate that also lives there that he just doesn't tell any of this it could have been home no matter how he does like using wolf analogies, but highly allergic to the fur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, know, he needs to tell his friend that an evil wizard knows where they live. So that's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. That's a great Sorry. point. Like he, a Horvat's gonna, could just go back and be like, "Who are you?" And he'd be like, "Oh, I'm Jay Baruchel's roommate." And he's like, "Great, I'm gonna torture you now." <laughs> <laughs> Is your name Leverage? <laughs> yeah. And then. And I liked this part, too, because this was a thing I wrote down and then the movie addressed it, which I always love when this happens, when I write down a plot hole and the movie lampshades that plot hole, which is where a movie points out a plot hole to you, where um, he Nick Cage just starts walking away and Jay Baruchel's like, are you just going to leave my dresser here? And I wrote that down. I was like, is he just going to fucking leave his dresser there? It has all his socks in it. (laughs) Just grab a few. Where pairs. we're going, we don't need. Yes, some. and we we just need mops. Apparently, a lot <laughs> and of then mops. Nick Cage <laughs> casts a spell on the roof, and this is absolutely either a mistake on his part or on the writer's part. But he, you see a whole bunch of clouds forming over a, a place in the distance, and Nick Cage says that he has cast a biometric pressure spell, which. He definitely, the line is definitely supposed to be barometric pressure, which is like 
storms oh, yeah. and like air pressure. Yeah. Biometric is like, yeah. what's your pulse? Plants that's like oh, yeah, yeah. vital signs. signs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, that's, yeah. And uh, they huh. use that to Didn't find, that. I think the, his car maybe. I know the no. It's where the it's where the doll is. Oh right, yes. And they go to find the doll, which is in Chinatown, which is also where Horvath is headed. Boy, but yeah, they can get we... downtown in uh, less uh, incognito or whatever if they get their car first. Yes, Nick Cage is like nineteen <laughs> forties yeah. car. Yeah, that and that when, car was it was sick as fuck. And when you when you say that, um, it's it's time to go. Where? Where's that? Where? In Penlock. Behind the what? scenes. It's uh, time to go behind the scenes. Really? It was his, actually his car. That's just Nick Cage's car. For I real? knew it. I fucking knew of that. Of course it, he, is. it was. It was his. It was his idea to use it. They were like, "What kind of car should he be driving?" And Nick Cage was like, "I don't know. Maybe something like the what one. the one that I <laughs> drove like, here today." Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> it is a dope. It's a sick car. car. I mean, and. It's a cool I, car. I, it's it's been like in the um impound lot for ten years, which pff, no, like they would yeah police auction yeah they thing, would and they sure. would auction off this antique like ten million dollar value car absolutely or Cubit or something, mm-hmm. but anyway yeah when they're driving away and all the dust and dirt like slides off the car god damn it that looked cool God I hate this movie yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, well, when he gets in, he just like snaps his fingers and it just turns yeah. on, and the guy's like, "Whoa, whoa!" Ah, whoa. whoa. <laughs> so they go to Chinatown, Gee. but try to keep a low profile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things that disappointingly are really cool in this otherwise bad movie, this whole sequence is fucking awesome. <laughs> all, the all everything that happens in Chinatown is off the walls cool. It's, from, yes. Yeah. So, okay, so they they go and. Nick Cage has Jay Barrichell keep watch outside while he goes upstairs. He talks to this lady about the doll and then he tricks her. In, in like an antique shop. Yeah, in an antique shop. And and a surprise, it's actually Horvath, which he tricks Horvath into revealing his identity yes. by speaking to him in Cantonese instead of which, Mandarin. Which I did not see coming, by the way. No, no, I, not at all. Well, that, yeah, when cool. he tosses the old lady... I was just like, damn! Yeah, yeah, whoa. <laughs> I thought for a here. second when he, like, in the few seconds leading up to it, when you can tell you're supposed to be suspicious, I was like, they'd mentioned that there was, like, a Chinese emperor who was trapped inside the Grimhold, too, and I was like, oh, maybe it's them. Uh, and then it turned into Horvath, and I was like, fuck me running. Mr. Bruckheimer mm-hmm. and your six writers, you guys, you son of a bitches, you've done it again. Yeah, you've assembled quite a team yeah. here. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Please, one at a time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, so then we do get to meet the uh, Chinese, uh, not Merlinian. What's the opposite? Mor- Morganian. The Merlinians again. Yeah. The so Mor- yeah, the Morganian, the Chinese Morganian is is set loose, and y'all, he's fucking bad. Yeah, he's ass super with these fucking cool. Needles. Yes, he. The needles are he, sick. He in the beginning of the fight scene. Um, it is Horvath, and I think his name is Sunlock. He's like a second century yep. Chinese mm-hmm. um, Morganian. Uh, he levitates a whole bunch of 
acupuncture needles, like a thousand of them, and yeah. throws them all at Nick Cage all at once. And it's so fucking cool. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, he uses his sweet, like, rawhide duster to uh, shield him yes. from all the sp- uh, the bombardment rain of hell spikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. They're, like, um, sticking out of the duster yeah. later in the fight scene, too. Oh, no. Even, like, okay, we'll get to it later. But when he's, like, uh, in disguised as a cop, there's still, like, acupuncture needles in his cop. Oh, my God. Are there really? <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't. I'm gonna I, I laughed when I saw that. Oh, I was like, wow. "Damn, that's cool." That's cool as fuck. Uh, so I put a new picture in there. You guys want to tell me what that is? Uh, oh yeah. So um, this is where uh, um, the parade dragons, yes. uh, uh, which I thought, oh my god, when it transformed. So uh, what is it? Sonlock yes. uh, notices that uh, hey, this guy's got the this boy has the Merlin ring. Uh, so he turns the street dragon into a real dragon where where trapping these poor poor parade people what? Yeah. inside it, an actual it's like dragon. It's like a David Cronenberg so movie. Sick. I know. When that happened, I was like, Google it's it, Google like, it. Google. Yeah, there was <laughs> oh my a, God. a bunch of shit in this scene that just made me go, damn. Yeah, yeah, was, like, it was terrifying, it's actually. a shot kind of, inside like, of know. the people who were like, maneuvering this street dragon down the street. And all of a sudden, it starts to become flesh and blood around them, and like up and their, then their legs. legs turn into so its like legs. did they? Oh here was my, my question: Did they become part of the dragon, or were they just trapped inside it? I feel like they were trapped inside. It. I felt I like mean, they their legs part of it. looked like they were transforming. Yeah, maybe. Well, it, like the they... stomach transforms around them, but then it shows the legs transforming, and then mm. yeah, know. so maybe their torsos just became part of the dragon, but. Mm. Uh, when when it dissipates, when the spell is lifted or whatever, they just like are sitting there in like this burnt out like skeleton of the yeah. parade float, and they're both they all just have this confused look on their face, mm. like what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, like if a if a ten year old had a hard time describing to a, a therapist a wizard fight. I think the, these people are going to have a much harder time describing They're what the fuck is. Cronen, Cronenbergian yeah, well, good, idea. Good thing the ordeal. cops are so quick to dismiss their collective trauma. <laughs> yeah, like a thousand yeah. people saw this happen, and the cops are like, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just drinking too much sake. And Jay Baruchel <laughs> tries to aid in the fight by attacking Sunlock, but he has magical pea shyness and can't can't make magic come out. <laughs> yes, uh, but he didn't clear, he didn't his, clear mind his mind. First. That was the first, which step. I actually thought was funny because I was like, "That's a good plot idea." That to use magic, you have to clear your mind, and he's like a super anxious guy who probably can never clear his mind. I liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're—he's also being chased by a giant. Yeah, dragon, I mean, you, anybody which is, and that's yeah. The the dragon whipping its tail through like a uh, like a apartment mm-hmm. building and a nail salon and all that shit was so cool. He was just tearing the shit apart, and it's like those cops on scene would be like, "Yo, what what's up with all this?" Yes. <laughs> like, so they win the fight, get the grim hold. Sunlock mm. dies, and yeah, crushed by his own dragon. Crushed by his own, <laughs> hoisted on his own dragon, and then I got another picture there. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Nick Cage and Jay Baruchel uh, have been disguised as NYPD officers <laughs> uh, that 
uh, say some racist complete, shit. Complete with mustaches <laughs> yeah. and accents. And I mm-hmm. loved it. I would I would watch a movie of that, of just those two as like stupid New York City cops. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, shit, that would be good. Just Damn. getting yeah. hot dogs at hot dog vendors and like yeah. telling people, hey. hey, like don't jaywalk or whatever. Hey, hey, crosswalks over nah. here, bud. <laughs> nah. No, no plot, no story, just them walking around. Yeah. One tells a racist joke. The other one's just like, well, that's not uh, actually accurate. <laughs> you know, and then uh, you see, always stepping on my punchlines there, Japanese, Jerry. Japanese, not Chinese. <laughs> Uh, is that what he says? What does Nick Cage say? Yeah, uh, he says everybody uh, they've been having a, hitting the hot. Oh yeah, too yeah. Hard. <laughs> and he's like, it's actually it's uh, Japanese, not uh, Chinese. It's like it doesn't matter. It's just Chinatown. There's other Asians that live in and Chinatown. And I uh, like one as you can see in that picture I put, Sean is totally Sean is totally right. Like if you look on the shoulder of Nick Cage's police uh, jacket, you can see a couple of needles there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so right you are. Yeah, when I saw that I was just like, "Oh, it's cool because like he's got a spell on, Continuity. but like some of the some of the like, you know, spell isn't like I just it's just a skin. It doesn't like cover it just like visually it's covers a, it, but he's still got spikes yeah. out of him." It, I thought it was very good. Yeah, touch. it's great. It's it's you can tell that they really mm-hmm. gave a shit about that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you get with Disney. It's going to be yeah. visually stimulating and very satisfying, um, whether or not the story. Yes. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they're going to make sure that they get that part down at least. Yeah, then we're treated to a scene of Horvath kind of wandering around, which I this reminded me of the accountant in Drive Angry, how it, it was the kind of <laughs> villain where I was like, I just want to watch him just walk around and like be offended. <laughs> like, what did you say to me? to just random people <laughs> for an hour and a half. <laughs> just Yeah, now this just, is a villain that I want to see go into an enterprise and try to win. <laughs> I was just going to make that joke. I was going to be like, this is the, where I want to see Satan do if paperwork. You haven't, if you haven't <laughs> listened to our Ghost Rider episode, yeah, Satan rents like a <laughs> Kia Optima. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking funny. But anyway, he puts pentagrams on some people's burgers and um which is i guess code. i guess yeah and the the guy who's cooking at this little street stand and sees it picks uh, up on the code and apparently is a wizard or knows wizards well he knows a wizard yes gets horvath sent in the direction of the uh the one remaining uh morganian which is like a shitty david blaine yes magician <laughs> we'll, we'll get there i've got a, i've got a pretty it's a chris angel i got a good picture for you guys um but yes but then before that happens we are treated to a scene of jay baruchel doing some training he's learning his first magic stuff and he oh, learns yeah. how to do plasma balls which are just kamehameha's pretty much you, yep this is how you come yeah i have a picture here you guys want to describe that one to me oh yes <laughs> so <laughs> that that by the this, way it's you like five minutes to get the timing right <laughs> well gr- i'm really glad you put <laughs> totally, in the effort bud because totally what we're it. what we've been treated to here is a, a a frame perfect uh shot of jay barichell getting hit in the balls by his own kamehameha that he's lost control <laughs> yes of. and the kamehameha is ricocheting off his balls yes yeah. just groin i mean you don't see his balls in particular but we know they, they get do hit. get hit because 
he gets hit there once before and he's just like that's what the pad's there for and lifts up the pad and then the it bolt comes right back and uh finishes the job almost as if it's on purpose like it's like these plasma bolts are like <laughs> not out of his control they are actively like antagonistic <laughs> like they do not like yeah. him and want to hurt him yeah well, it's like when he has he's holding it against his face and he's like and then it starts bouncing between his hands and his head and he's just like bop 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 yeah. bop and it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe they just like go towards I don't know, people. They just go to the nearest groin <laughs> that they can find." <laughs> yeah. And also, can you guys describe for me what he's wearing, please? Uh, baseball stuff, like old-timey. Yeah, old-timey. Uh, um, uh, Ill uh, catchers. Catch- yeah. I don't know, umpire, catcher, um, I don't know. Yeah, what do you, what do you call it? Yeah, it's a catcher, it's, a yeah, catcher's mask. Stuff that would like protect a... you from a fastball and not a magic blast of plasma. Yeah. I feel like they just found the goofiest mm-hmm. shit they could to put on him. Yeah, but it doesn't, like, burn his clothes. It's not like a fire. It's just, like, it just, like, hurts. Like, yeah. it hits you like a, a like, some sort of uh, glowing. It's like, it's ball. concussive. It's not like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I got another one there. What is plasma? It's like gas, but ionized. Oh yeah, cool. So yeah, this is the yeah, this hmm. is the the bad bad wizard, yeah, the worst you, wizard in the I thought, whole movie. Really? I thought you were gonna. Did you stop on the? Um, did you take a picture of the Magic the Gathering? No, but I put down that. I put that in my notes. Wait, actually, no. No, I did. I did. I did. Did you? It's it's that? in the back of the oh, shot okay. I picked. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, cool. I had it in my. Notes what did you guys too. think? Oh of this character actually can you guys just describe briefly what we're looking at here in this picture uh multiple posters of uh what drake is his, his drake, stone. drake stone drake stone drake stone pitch perfect man uh, posing uh, yes the chris angel slash uh just street musician magician yeah. that is like uh just like a real angsty wild man that does like you know wears black fingernail polish tight leather pants and uh uh will levitate on the street i'm sure like oh probably yeah uh swallow a razor blade and then pull it out behind yes and what is this setting what where is this scene taking place oh his elaborately uh decorated uh Flat. Yes. Yeah. His his luxurious luxurious penthouse full of pictures of himself. Always a good yes. sign. I like the painting at the beginning. Like the they walk yeah. in, and he's he's holding like there's a hot lady at his feet, and then there's like he's petting like a like a hellhound. And it's like a um uh, hold, like a yeah. Frank Frazetta holding like a yeah uh, like those old Conan <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is that his name Frank Frazetta? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, All right, so we're back. And just broadly, what did you guys think of the Drake Stone character? I I liked it. I mean, I I definitely laughed at the character that they're trying to make fun of. Yeah, I mean, I super hated him, but I thought he was a hilarious inclusion as a foil to Horvath's, you know, cold, cruel demeanor that he's just like, a dumb party clown yeah. who also is evil, but like it has these super like materialistic goals. Yeah. Like he's just like, he just wants fame and attention and money and stuff. And yeah, yeah I also liked him as a foil to Dave, uh, Jay Baruchel's character. Cause he's sort of like also the anti Dave. 
Yeah, because he's so confident yeah. and, like, full of himself, you know? Taller, more gangly. True, also true. <laughs> yeah, somehow more gangly than yes. Kate Baruchel. Truly, truly. I, I actually, <laughs> I can't believe I, this is, like, one of the few times we've disagreed on something. I really liked his character. No, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I just, he, yeah. he reminds me of, first of all, yeah, he's funny. He reminded me of The Deep from The Boys. A lot. I got I got serious deep <laughs> yeah, vibes. Deep, a, deep vibes. Deep vibes from him. Deep vibes. It's um, sort of like a an asshole deep. that you like feel like you feel bad for because the move you don't feel bad for him, but like it's funny how poorly he gets treated. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of feel bad. Yeah, for and him. like I I felt because I thought the characterization of him was really good because they make him a huge douchebag that you hate right away, and then like thirty seconds later he's like, you know, Horvath is like is this what you do? And he's like, Hey man, my master abandoned me when I was like 14 and I had to do whatever I could to like survive. Yeah. All I had, all I had was one magic book and, um, you know, and nothing. yeah. So I, improvised. so I had to create a multi-million yeah. dollar empire. What else was I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's a cool backstory. And then later there's a scene when he's fighting with Dave and like you get the, you get the feeling that he's reluctant sort of to like help Horvath you know like they have a scene where they're talking about doing the rising bringing back all of the evil wizards and killing everybody and he looks like horrified by the idea and then there's the fight in the bathroom Horvath like reminds him he's like yeah well everyone's gonna be dead anyway so who cares and then Drake is oh yeah that's right uh yeah and he's kind of gets bullied by Horvath and then there's the scene in the bathroom which is maybe my favorite fight scene in this movie well we're we're there right i mean that's the next scene yeah basically yeah well there's um the tesla coil scene and then that yeah um but okay so it's the next scene. basically yeah basically yeah so uh (laughs) and like they're you know uh drake stone starts the fight super confident and easily besting dave and then dave tries to do magic and can't and drake stone immediately pivots into like well okay did you try and clear your mind he's like immediately trying to just like help him do it and i was like yeah like because he doesn't have any friends you know like (laughs) he immediately is like he goes from being like give me your best shot weakling to being like that was your best shot well here did you try this yeah yeah you really want to put your weight into the punch and kind of step forward as you throw it and that's how you get it good yeah i really wanted him to and then flip sides but (laughs) Oh, then then he lifts him up and then like gets thrown into a locker. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. That looks yes. awesome. Like that throw when um, Drake Stone get when Balthazar throws or when Nick Cage throws yeah. Drake Stone and yeah, because there's a little sound right before it like boop, like a water droplet uh, yeah. and then he goes like slamming into the wall or into the the urinals yeah. or yeah, he yeah. flicks him. Well, yeah, yeah, he gets thrown around a little bit. Uh, because yeah, he gets thrown into the lockers, and then uh, the uh, Balthazar and um, uh, Wood Doc Ock yeah, Doc get into um, yeah, uh, get into a little tizzy, throws uh, Doc Ock into the mirror, and then uh, you know, then he like flicks him into the yeah. like bathroom stall, which it's bloop. so it's so good. <laughs> was, yeah, they do a mirror trick yeah. where they um, the Hungarian mirror trick, and I thought I was old fashioned. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I thought they kept doing that. Yeah, there's like, also a scene in here where Dave brings um, uh, Becky to his 
cool New York City loft lab like all the NYU students have. This spacious uh, yeah, laboratory. Secret, secret lab. Yeah, that's built in like a uh ton like a train tunnel <laughs> turnaround that the university is given to him, I guess, to build Well, Tesla it says in. he says that it's like off the books, right? And that like his professor has a hookup, wink wink. So like don't tell anybody. It's a secret. But then later Horvath goes to the NYU records office and just looks up Dave's thing, just like his basic student ID. And on there, it says like unauthorized and it has like the address for this secret lab space. So it's off the books, but Horvath finds about it by looking at the books. (laughs) Yeah. So off the books, but also very much, very much on the books, very much on uh but yeah he he has tuned his tesla coils to play a 20 or a, i want to say 21 pilots song. <laughs> it's all the same yeah, it's all the same much. thing and he has a line in here which i thought was funny he he's all nerdy for a second he goes i was using these tesla coils to generate something called plasma but never mind all and i was like whoa slow down stephen hawking like <laughs> whoa buddy enough with the science mumbo jumbo Tesla, what? Yeah, it's it's nerdy, but I didn't realize that it can also make sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I programmed it to make sound songs, and then uh, here's the laser light show, smoke a dude, yeah. and uh, you know, fool around in the electric. Yeah, they box. stand it. They stand in his yeah, cage. Come on. I I can accept the fiction that this is a world where magic exists, but I cannot suspend my disbelief to accept that he would program any song besides one created by Mark Mothersbaugh and the boys of Bimbo. What? Oh, no. I was thinking Rush. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, Yeah. And he would be like, You were listening to my videos. They're pretty good, right? The voice takes a minute to get used to, but like Neil Peart. Yeah. Oh my god. This drum solo is so This part's good. in an odd time oh, signature. Shit. It's pretty cool. <laughs> what? Anyway. Uh, it's called Math Rock. <laughs> Did you know they're from Canada? <laughs> just like just me. Like, uh, yes, and then Nick Cage gets upset because Jay Baruchel has lined up a date with Becky. And he's like, romance can wait. And he's like, but she's going to be here at eight. And um, I was like, dude. And Nick Cage just sat down with his cool magic tomb and showed you that you are the descendant of Merlin. Like, I would be like, Becky, it's going to be. I'll call you in like a year because I'm going to go learn how magic works. Yeah. I know, right? I can't even be bothered to open Tinder when I have like a stack of DVDs <laughs> that to be watched. Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, it is just like a, also evil wizard. Sorry, sorcerer. <laughs> Neither uh, of us has ever corrected you. At home. Uh, Neither of us has corrected you <laughs> once on that. But I have called out everyone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, anyways, it's just like. Evil sorcerer is coming yeah. after you. Yeah. Multiple li- attempts on your life, and yet you're what just like, heck? "But I want to go on a date." <laughs> like, but she's gonna just... be here in ten minutes. Oh yeah. God! A real hero would realize that he's putting her life at risk. 
and that he needs to yes he's not dissociate. a real hero he does yeah. a lot and does not care forever yeah so he needs to clean his lab in a hurry so what does he do wait even though she's already seen it hold on a sec well he he's made it he's made it dirtier since then with pizza leavings <laughs> Oh, I spilled some floor. Or I spilled I sp- some floor. Soda on the yeah. floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and... In a subway. Who like, gives come a on. Shit. There's, there's been worse things It's an on enormous, that floor. filthy lab. Who cares? You just leave the dog in there, <laughs> and it's just like, you're not yes. walking that dog ever. Like, oh, I, I guess the wizards used to magic the poops away. Well, yeah, and... Thanks, <laughs> okay. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Yeah, good grief. Um, it, also, the the thing that I thought was funniest from this whole sequence is that there's a giant pile of dirty dishes yes. in like a in like a dirty utility yes. sink. <laughs> and like, why? <laughs> no, think about it. There's like forty plates in there. This is his lab. He has an apartment. He doesn't live here. This is not in his apartment. This is like across town. So he brought plates there? Yeah, it, yeah. is this... Well, I'm sorry. came with the space. Is this a college student that orders a pizza and then puts the pizza <laughs> onto porcelain <laughs> plates? plates to like... eat them? Like, that's but no, ridiculous. they just wanted a scene. They were like, you know, like uh, magic cleaning. So the sponge has to clean dishes. It's just like part of that scene. You have to have mm-hmm. that. And then they didn't think about how that doesn't make any sense. And they just did it anyway. You don't just grab a slice on your way to the lab. Yeah. Right. But unlike in the Fantasia scene that this scene is a reference yes. to, uh, he does not start with one broom that subdivides itself into many brooms. Oh, no, 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 no. He has a giant storage locker full of Wait, a million you're mops. You're right. He does. He has like 20 mops. Why? At Why least he... 20 mops. Why does he have that many mops? Oh my god, there's even more than that. There's like a vacuum, there's like yeah. fucking 50 sponges. Yeah. Um yeah. It must shop at like He's Costco he's a college kid. He should have like a half empty bottle of Windex and like a Swiffer that he doesn't have pads for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between the 0 and 1 yeah. sponge. A broom that just <laughs> like somehow pushes more dirt like when you like you just yeah try to sweep and there's more magically more dirt is yeah, now it, here i don't a know a vacuum how it that happened. does not pick things up like no matter how many times yeah. you go over the same spot i just it yeah yeah like the when mickey mouse does it like <laughs> he is trying to like you know really just like is he even trying to clean? It's like he's just like, hey, mop. He's just having fun. Move yeah. this water, you know? And then it's like, and he's like, okay, then it just like, uh, like they just subdivide, like you say. And then now he just has a storage locker full of mops. Oh my God. I didn't even yeah. think about it's, it. It's because I don't think oh they God. did either, Sean. So. <laughs> but they put so much work into this scene. It was like one of my favorites in the whole <laughs> I know. thing. Like, just because. The just <laughs> this the silliness of just like all the mops like just being kind of sentient yeah. and like you know they had their like little like I guess personalities yeah they kind of yeah they, them and stuff. they attack this was, him this was definitely my favorite non combat yeah. scene he he even tries to uh, uh, exterminate one with an axe which another reference mm-hmm. to Mickey and. It's like trying, like it's flipping around. Like every time he hits it, it's like you know it dodges. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it does not want yeah. to die. <laughs> it's um, mop, it's please. it's it's good mop work, but I feel like what what it probably was is there was a disconnect between the script and the props department and like special effects people. Like they wrote down like a bunch of mops trash the lab, and then they gave it in the props department was like, so we just need like a bunch of mops, I guess, because the screenwriters didn't think about it. But then the props people were like, not my job to think of that. So let's just make this lab have 20 fucking mops. But anyway, it goes bad. The lab gets flooded. Balthazar gets angry, Nick Cage, and says, no shortcuts in magic. Despite the fact that almost everything he's done so far with magic is a shortcut. It's almost like magic is just there it's to just be short- shortcut. Yeah, like <laughs> don't use your magic to do stuff. Like start your 10-year-old car or... Or, or clean, clean your or clean your car <laughs> or make a fedora or anything literally anything he's done levitate the dog quit levitating the dog all he does it's all he does is fucking shortcuts and they get into an argument about jay baruchel learning magic and he says you're making progress and jay baruchel says no i'm not making progress and i was like yes you are there has been no sign that you're not making progress in this movie. It's been a yeah. I mean, yeah. You you just used magic to create a huge yeah. catastrophe, and granted, it turned out badly. But like, you did a bunch of just did a bunch yeah. of crazy shit with magic. You just yes. did that. You couldn't do the that. The movie before. wants us to think that he mm-hmm. can't make magic work, right? They want that. Well, no, it's he made it work. He made magic work. It's just like he didn't control it properly. Yes, but I'm saying like, like it, it it wants us to think that like he can't he's not good at it or he's not learning, right? But he is learning. Mm-hmm. Everything that we see is like he every time he uses magic, he's just better at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um that reminds me of uh when he's explaining to Beth about it's like, well, let me come clean. I'm a wizard. Um, I can uh, I can shoot plasma balls. Uh, I can speed up or slow down time. Which I did he ever no. do that in this movie? No, thank God. Okay, just are checking. you? Whoa, are you like, also anti time slowing? <laughs> you don't fuck with time. That's okay. true. All right, but um, I mean, bullet time's fun, right? Like you know, Max Payne that shit. Bullet time wanna, is fun. You guys want to tell me what we're looking at in this one? Nope, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're looking at a sad, sad boy through, uh, I guess, a bar window mm-hmm. or a cafe window. I don't know. And how does um, he look? Does he look normal? Or... No, he looks like a fucking stalker. Yeah, this I'm going to also but it's copy okay. paste. He's not creepy. My next sentence, which was that. E- uh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Definitely. You vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's mean. I don't know when the last no, time not I did you, this. you. <laughs> I don't mean. I'm not talking about you. I'm I never about, watched it. I'm talking about case you. Yes. I know you guys liked Proper it, now. but um, I did. I've never seen it. Yeah, you guys, you guys like you, because they're what? the kind of Again, guys that like you. Stop saying that to yeah, me. Yeah. Anyway, stalker. He looks like a stalker. Although, you know, I'm looking at this image now and. I, I weirdly find him more handsome yes. when he's sad. He looks, I was actually <laughs> thinking that for like the past 10 minutes while I've been sitting on this picture. I was like, he looks super handsome in this 
it looks frame so, for some reason. Yeah. Maybe that's why she followed him. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, I, I was like, oh, sad puppy. Because oh, when he's really, really following her. Really sending the wrong message. Following her and staring at her through a bar window. Mm. Apropos of nothing. It is not like they just spoke and she ran off and followed her. He just, like, finds her. We yeah. In New York. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like... We only listened to like one song of her radio station. Maybe the rest is just like all emo. Oh, so, like, maybe, she's yeah. just she she's just like, oh, now this is a guy that gets me. Welcome back to <laughs> uh, One Republic and Bright Eyes, the <laughs> only college radio station that plays one song by One Republic and the rest by Connor Oberst. <laughs> um, and uh, one Elliot Smith track at the end of each broadcast. Mm-hmm. It's how you know our show ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, put yourself in her shoes. You're out with your friends, just hanging out. You look outside the window and you see in a black hoodie your (laughs) physics professor. Who's joked about stalking you already. Yes. And told you to get in his cage. (laughs) Just staring at you, looking on the verge of tears while you're in a bar with your friends. It's horrifying. He runs away, goes to the top of a building she follows him to the roof. Hey, Becky, where are you going? Your cappuccino hasn't gotten here oh yet. Oh, my God. Where's she? She just left. Becky, where are you going to go? Did you see my scarf? Anyway. <laughs> Did you see my... Yeah. So they uh, go to the roof where Jay Baruchel is about to throw his magic ring off. I mean, he also knows at this point, it's like, yo, dog, that was Merlin's ring? Like, come on. like It's Merlin's ring! <laughs> he had one bad date because of magic and wants to get <laughs> and rid of hardly, his magic ring also i just i gotta say it's like he was just embarrassed because he's like oh i can't show you that like all these mops are going crazy if she saw that i'm sure she would have been impressed i'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like she would have been like god damn what's happening down here it's crazy you can do, you can do fucking magic. Like, you could, um, you do magic and she says Shit. a line that i found unbelievable she says I saw you outside the coffee shop, so I followed you. To the roof? So wait, maybe she's the stalker. <laughs> she followed him down the street into a building, and then what? He got on the Which elevator, is to be... and she stood there and watched to see what floor it went to, and then got yeah. in another elevator and went up to the roof? Yeah, Which... she stayed close enough behind him to know where he was going, but not yes. be seen. <laughs> yes. And also, it's like, the Sears Tower again, or whatever. Is it Sears? Staples Center. It's no, the Sears, Sears Tower is in Chicago. Staples yeah, Center know, is not like, that one. It's, it's, I really don't know what building It's like the Chrysler out. building. It's just, it's, the, it's just. It's back to the top of the Chrysler it's building. It's just some they, generic skyscraper, I think. No, it's, they said they, he came oh, here once it? before. And that's where the, they have those birds hanging off of it. So it must be that big old tall boy. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, big big old tall McBird boy. She confesses that she's afraid of heights, so he takes her hand and pulls her closer to the edge. <laughs> like a true creep. Like a true creep. I mean, he's being sweet, right? No. Well, she it's... seems to think so. I didn't. Face your yes. fears. Speaking of someone that is very afraid of heights, fuck him yes. so hard. Fuck him, fuck him forever. <laughs> I would never, I would leave and never talk to him again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, I can excuse stalking, box? Oh. but yeah, <laughs> you can excuse stalking. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought we were just gonna <laughs> let me get away with that for a second. Yeah. So anyway, Horvath and uh, Drakestone find uh, Balthazar in uh, uh, Jay Baruchel's lab, and I, I am so mad that I fell for it again. The fake face <laughs> Horvath trick, where he's now pretending to be Jay Baruchel again. They did it so well that I still didn't see it coming. Yeah, they they fight, um, and they got uh, Nick Cage on the ropes, mm-hmm. or Balthazar on the mm-hmm. ropes. Uh, he almost gets a death blow of a of like four daggers, like yes. to his face. But yeah, somebody which... comes in and uses magic. Magic saves him. Yep shortcut they could have just used a shield i i wish he'd been like no shortcuts after should have let those knives stab me in the face god damn it then we're treated to a nice flashback where he explains to jay baruchel the history of how he nick cage fell in love with veronica one of the other merlin apprentices uh and all she wanted were normal things a normal life and there's a shot of them in the past looking forlornly at like a necklace merchant. And I was like, she's like a wizard. Like, can't she can just make a necklace? It's not a big deal. Uh, yes. Because, of course, as we all know, if you're an all powerful sorceress who commands the very elements <laughs> to be bent to your will, the one thing that you long for desperately is consumerism. Consum- you desperately <laughs> yes. want to be a capitalist well, whore. Well, I feel the like back then it was more like a barter system. And they're yeah, like, I mean, hey, do you have a goat for this necklace? Or I feel like they're just <laughs> saying, like, ladies, even if even if these ladies get like become all powerful demigods, still just wanting jewelry. <laughs> Women be shopping, am I right? Oh, so fucking oh. stupid. And it's probably like it's probably like fucking glass. Like yeah. what? That merchant in that dirty village w- was selling like emeralds. No. Yeah. Uh, what's this next picture? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah. This is uh, a. Uh... <laughs> Damn it! The Magic the Gathering thing is really distracting. <laughs> Sorry, I can, I should have cut that out. No, Let's it's all good. Um, is that on. supposed to be him on it? Can though, I right? just... Like oh, that doesn't fix it. He's, <laughs> now he's, he's the squished. guy that... Uh... Uh, yeah, no, he he definitely is on it. Uh, as a <laughs> Magic the Gathering player, <laughs> I can tell you that that is not a look-alike pre-existing character. Although there is a character that's introduced later that kind of looks like this guy, but that's, that's definitely him. Okay, thank yeah. you. There it yeah. is. It's gone. Okay. So now, with the Magic <laughs> I, I the Gathering iconography cropped out of the photo, I can tell you that this is uh, Drake Stone getting his energy drained by Horvath. Uh, yeah. Because Horvath needs it to power his magic or something. I don't even remember. Why does he kill him? Uh, yeah. He does it. He yet again gives it some weird, like... Uh, He's like, are you familiar with the like succubus method or some stupid? Yeah, shit? some what it's some former wizard, blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, it's so you can drain the power of another sorcerer. And then he's like, oh, that's an interesting story. Why are you telling? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and immediately <laughs> Just... resurrects another person to be his assistant. <laughs> yeah. Who like, just keep using this guy anyway. 
So he well, um, frees. I guess, I guess instead of using your your um, powers in tandem, it's more powerful to just have two trinkets. Yeah. And absorb their power. To have one point of failure instead of two. Um, so <laughs> yeah. he steals yeah. Drakestone's powers, <laughs> and Horvath then releases Abigail Williams from the uh, Grimhold. And Abigail shows up at Becky's work and is like, I have a request. And is dressed like a creepy little Puritan girl. Mm-hmm. And... So, supposed to be like... So the last guy was like, oh, like, uh, you know, a, a Chinese, like, a sorcerer. Something like that. Like, you know, uh, yeah. far far east something. Sure, second and century. Then, yeah, and then, then you have, like you know uh salem witch yes and i becky when she shows up at the studio at night and is like i have a request and becky glances at her and is like oh i'm not taking requests i was like how does that not a little girl dressed like a creepy puritan murderer showed up at your new york studio and she's just like wednesday (laughs) yeah she's just yes she's just like wednesday adams and makes a request, first of all, not how requests work. You don't go to the studio and tell them, I have a request. Mm-hmm. Second of all, no fucking red flags on this at all? Yeah, no. Nothing, she's, Becky? She's just like, Bex? Cl- like <laughs> English majors, am I right? Uh, shuffle, <laughs> shuffle my records. Uh, uh, and then just turns around, and then it's like, she's also costume changed, so she's even more like a Puritan. Yeah. Like, little girl. And... I gotta admit, her um, her charm was just like a pentagram on like a like just like a pendant. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty fucking dope. I I, thought, I was like, that's a dope. Yeah, that, out of all of them, I thought that was the coolest one. Yeah, I thought that was a big waste, honestly, because she dies in the next mm-hmm. scene, and I was I was yeah. I was really disappointed because I was like, I want to see like creepy magic. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this is another part of the movie that would have been cooler if it had been spaced out over an entire franchise. You know, it could have been like a whole half of the movie dedicated to Sunlock. Like, they have to do battle with him a couple of times. And then they set it up so that in the next movie, Abigail Williams is going to come out and do her brand of spooky magic. Yeah, she's the main conflict of the second movie. She's like the ice planet Hoth. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly perfect analogy yeah thank you oh no our magic uh, uh quest takes us to salem oh no, oh, no. And it's like and then it, yeah you get like a real sleepy hollow vibe going and like yeah whatever. so yeah that would have been cool but yeah. instead in the next part of the movie you have it, it directed turns by into fast oh, and the man. furious but hit me Did what you... happens next yeah, did you guys see this coming that there was just going to be a crazy <laughs> car chase? Nope. At the end of this movie, because that threw me just way the fuck off. Nope. Like, I'll admit, man, I was never well, ahead of this movie. That, I that never knew before, where it was going. That was before they zapped this guy, right? Like they have the car chase. Because did he's we in the car. Did, did we did we skip over the car chase? Yeah. No, that's like the next part. I think. Oh, maybe we did. No, well, we did because. He's oh yeah, car. he's oh, oh yeah, right, you're totally right, right. right. Okay, well whatever, that's fine. There's a car chase. Uh, there's yeah. better ones in Fast and the Furious. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a better one in Gone. In okay, seconds. shit. Well, what does happen next then? Um, Dave 
somehow is it just the final fight scene now? Yeah, somehow or? Dave yeah. rescues Becky from. Oh, they go to the penthouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he steals. He's like, she's like, oh, okay, I got right. you the girl. Um, anything else I can do for you? And then he, she's like, uh, just gets cornered, killed off screen. Yep. Bummer. Yep. Um, so he steals her power and then is just waiting for like a couple traps to set. And then yeah, you have, you have Belazar and, um, yeah, coming up like, all right, let's go, uh, steal this, that, uh, f- you know, I forget what it's called again. Grimhold. Grimhold. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so dumb so dumb <laughs> yeah yeah uh, jay jay baruchel takes it in a cute little nod to the first indiana jones movie yeah, i enjoyed that, was, that reference yeah, yeah that was funny yeah. um mm-hmm. nick cage gets sucked into a carpet that has the texture of quicksand yep. a persian um, quick trap and i thought, yeah, I, was, I, thought and I thought i was old-fashioned yeah yeah Oh my god! They keep doing those like these silly like old timey like here's these like regional uh, magic traps that yeah. they keep doing. Which yeah, I I like that. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I like that I it, it cheesy, implies a fun. big storied magical universe. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I just thought the names were cheesy. Yeah, I mean it's super it's super corny though. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, they save Becky, and they go to the Rising to stop the fight. Jay Baruchel has to call on a little bit of help from his friends. What do we got going on here? Uh, scroll down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, these two, uh, they look like they're listening to uh, the fuck song from an Outcast CD. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Every Outcast CD has that track <laughs> where it's just like sex noises. You yeah, know I mean, I yeah. can definitely hear D'Angelo. Yeah, bombs o- bombs sure. over Baghdad. Yeah, but yeah, uh, whatever his roommate Bennett is uh, macking on some hottie. You know, there's they've got like empty glasses of wine. He's holding a lit. he's holding a deck of playing cards. Just want to point that out. Don't know why. They're not, they're not like you know huh. Spencer's strip cards. Like you just like <laughs> you like ooh kiss yeah kiss uh elbow <laughs> like, right yeah. So they Ooh, um, lick me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, fondle dice. That's so right. they, yeah, he calls his friend for some help who is frustrated, and they all agree to use his Tesla coils to stop Alfred Molina's grand plan of resurrecting Morgana and ending the world, mm-hmm. etc. And again, we have another moment where um, he's trying to explain science to Becky, and he's like, "The rings on his cane make him stronger, but they also." make him a better conductor for electricity and she's like i have no idea what you're talking about and i was like it's not that not that hard becky yeah he's yeah. he's describing something as complex as like a third grade side this is science that you should have had down in the beginning of the movie not that when hard. you were a 10 year old <laughs> Shit conducts electricity, Every, like I, copper and water. I get electricity it. Electricity like moves through it. You're not a physics major, but like you're not an idiot. Like, ah, uh, jeez. So they have a whole scene where he's like, "It's a dangerous for you to come," and she's like, "I'm here for this. I love you." Essentially. Well, yeah. She doesn't quite say it, but I mean, you know, it's Disney, so yeah. it's implied. It's like, implied. Oh. 
But, I mean, I'm already, you know, they've already tried to kill me once, and if you fail, we just, like, all die, so I'm just gonna come along anyways. Yeah. Yeah, which is a terrible rationale, though, because they're still just opening the door to her getting held hostage and being used as a bargaining chip. Exactly. You know? Like, it's just... And we've seen in the past, he will not do anything to stop the bad guys. But she doesn't actually end up going to the main fight right away he drops her off to yeah. uh climb up a tower facing her fear of heights in order to break oh. up the uh pentagram alignment of the satellite towers which are satellite what, dishes yes which alfred molina is using to do the rising i have two questions oh i've got a question about this as well okay my, i imagine it might be the same as mine how sure, are they go. going to do the rising before they had satellites? Um, probably like Stonehenge or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Wow, that but, is a shockingly good answer, Sean. Uh, but that is, I mean, I mean yeah, that completely. Nobody knows what's there for. So nobody knows what's there the for. Cuff, I know that sucked the wind out up. of my sails immediately. Wow. But no, my problem was he's like looking up at the like uh, satellites, and it's it's in a mass like so they're supposedly going straight to the park. Right? They're driving to the park. Yes. He passes multiple satellites in and sees them like having the ricochet of like sp- the f- like spirit energy or whatever. Yeah, as they're activated for the ritual or whatever. <laughs> and, and I was just like, wait, is he going in a circle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Like, Boy. Because <laughs> you should only pass one. He yeah. passes like three of them. As he drives like... towards the middle. There's also a moment. My other question was, can't <laughs> Alfred Molina put a little bit more effort into this? Like the the ceremony of it all. Because he there's a line I wrote down because it, it cracked me up. But he puts down the Matryoshka doll in the middle of this pentagram. And Alfred Molina just says, now is the time. Now is the rising. And is like, boop. And like touches the doll. And the ritual starts. I was like, that's all you're going to do? That's all you're going to say? This is, it's the culmination of your life's work. You're beginning to cast a spell that will destroy humanity. A thousand years in the making. Now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time. Now is the rising. <laughs> now, is, now is the time. Real <laughs> splashy delivery, guy. Tap. Good job. Yeah. Um, <sighs> there. <laughs> That's that's not very Disney villain of you, bro. I know. Yeah, you need like a diabolical laugh. Cat, maybe, yeah. Like, I mean, we already know what the plan is, so it's like he can't really res- like explain the evil plan now mm. because we already know it. Yeah. But cackle. And then it, it, it is funny though when like the evil uh, uh, what is her name? Madartha. Morgana. Morgana. Morgana is like, oh, don't you look like sad and pathetic? And it's like, yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> yeah, kind of, man. Because, like, okay, you did yeah. it. What's going to happen? She's going to either kill you and steal your rings. Yes. Or, you know, I don't see another thing. I mean, normally, it. you know, it's like you, it's like in all the Cthulhu, like, shit. It's like whoever opens the door is just going to be the first one to get eaten. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> you, you never help the evil wizard because they're always going to kill you. Yeah, it's like thank you. You think like they're going to always be like, "Oh, thank you so much for doing all this work for Whew. me." Thank you so. Gosh. Couldn't have done it without you. No, I couldn't have done it without you. 
but I am going no, to No, you're the real hero here. Yeah, especially when, like, an hour before he's like, you know this old school uh, spell where you just suck up your apprentice's soul in order to juice up your own power? <laughs> like, he knows about that. Yeah. And you're like, who do you think taught him that? Yep. Yeah, like, so it's like... One oh, Merlin. I don't... Yeah, Merlin would have been like, okay, I know this spell. You should never use don't it. Ever, don't ever use this. <laughs> yes. I can no. also teach you how to use force lightning. I was very, um, <laughs> at the end, I was thinking, like, there would be, like, that uh, Jedi ghost, like, blue ghost coming out and just, like, Merlin giving a thumbs up or something. That would have been good. So, anyway, they really they start the ritual and a bunch of wizards start to come back, like, old, ancient, dead wizards, including some who are apparently buried, like, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, also... How about, like, how, how does that work? like nine million people bro uh, but uh, some of them are wizards i mean but I, I thought so i just don't understand i guess the rising like is it at the time they were gonna do it were they only gonna bring back the wizards who had been dead up to that point but now there's like a whole bunch more dead ones sure hmm. you know what i'm saying is that the logic we're supposed to follow here what about the ones he just killed yeah is drake stone <laughs> gonna come back to life now Abigail, yeah, Abigail hey, Williams? I'm, I'm back. What's up, asshole? <laughs> yeah, like, hi, hello. Remember me? Oh, I want my ring back. I knew you were coming my back. Fucking it's ring. fine. But Jay, uh, I thought this scene was awesome, though. All the visual effects of, like, the skull in the, like, you know, crazy crypt wall yeah. where there's, like, a bunch of other skulls. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is fucking cool. I knew you were going to um, say something about that. Pretty, I, pretty I like intense the, visual for a movie that's PG. Yeah, yeah. the e- Egypt, uh, the mm-hmm. Egypt, like, massive, like, there's, like, it's literally, like, a fucking 20-foot statue of, like, if not. Yeah, bigger, which is not, this, like, by the way, where they buried people. No, and I was just like, mm-hmm. that wasn't a dude, was it? <gasps> oh, my God. Maybe. There would have been, like, a giant. Yeah, a that's giant. true. I was like, holy shit. And then, like, when the spell gets interrupted, it just, like, explodes into dust. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all... I guess we'll never know. So yeah, I... now they're all dead. So I guess you can only More do, dead? you can only try the rising once. And now you got to wait for a bunch of other evil wizards to die yeah, so that you can bro. bring them back. Uh, and one last yeah. picture here. All right. <laughs> that is a Kamehameha bolt. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's... That's Jay Baruchel. An interesting casting choice as Goku. Yeah, he's, he is machine gunning Kamehameha's at Morgana, which kills her. And then he's the Prime Merlinian. And then he defibrillates Nick Cage. He, there's a little bit more to that where he supposedly misses like an, a bolt into like a shed. But then that shed turns into like what he did earlier, where he just turns all the mops into you yeah. know, helpers. That's what he did to like a bunch of cables mm-hmm. and I guess more mops because there was a mop in that. There was like a broom in there. Yeah. <laughs> was doing stuff too. I, so I like, guess. Yeah. One more for the road. Use one what more you know. For the road. Use what you one know. One callback. So then he. Um, yeah. And the fight's over and the world is saved. But Balthazar is dead and Jay <gasps> Baruchel super undersells his reaction. He is literally like, oh, geez. Come on. <laughs> And then he defibrillates him and brings it back to life. And then uh, we get excited for the sequel any day now. Woo! Woo. Also, I just want to real quick read you the yeah, uh, if you could. 
penultimate line of uh, Wikipedia's plot summary here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, just a good sentence. Da- <laughs> Hit me. Dave and Becky kiss and fly to France for breakfast on Balthazar's Eagle. Well, yeah. Which he's, he is accurate. That. It he is says that. Where he's just like, they, they have their touching moment where it's like, hey, so I guess we did it. Um, so what box did you check? And he says, ah, forget it. And then just kisses the lady. Yeah. And then, and then is like, how Terrible about breakfast? Message. How yeah. about breakfast? In France, what? Get on the eagle. <laughs> Here's an eagle. I'd be like, I'm not going to get on. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to get on Where an eagle. Where did you leave that bull? They're going to get on an eagle and fly over the ocean to go to France? That seems cold. Uh-huh. Seems and cold. Then, and then he says, like, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really know how to land this thing. And she just goes, tee <laughs> Like, <laughs> she's scared of heights. That she doesn't just go of away. Heights. She was afraid of heights yesterday. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be on an eagle that in the night. sky for 14 hours over the <laughs> over the fucking Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> what what do they do when they have to pee? Go over the side? He doesn't <laughs> know how to land it. Yeah, what if, what just... if a boat sees them? Well, she already knows he pees his pants, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Anyway, do you guys want to go... Um, behind the scenes i got nothing this week let's go yeah i i really don't much either my favorite tidbit is that the car was nick cage's i i think it's hilarious that they were just like well what kind of like weird fanciful car would a wizard drive and nick cage was just (laughs) like well (sighs) crack my knuckles here let's see what would a wizard drive did you did plenty I of choices? Me. Plenty of choices. Did I just hear somebody say weird fanciful wizard? <laughs> I mean, we're already using my wardrobe, so we might as well do this. I have two, actually. <laughs> One, this is made by the same production team that made the National Treasure movies. So yeah. yeah, so we're in for a treat there. Awesome. Uh, and apparently, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, the idea for this movie was based on Nick Cage's idea. He was the one who had the idea for the movie. I don't think he came up with the whole plot, but I know that he wanted to do an adaptation of the scene, uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice from uh, Fantasia, where it's Mickey and the Mops and stuff. And he wanted to like make a movie about a Sorcerer's Apprentice. So he contacted, I believe, Jerry Bruckheimer and was like, can, is this a thing we can do? So it's basically all based on like his idea originally. And he talks in an interview about his love for this. And he says that um, it's one of the first films he ever saw. It's a film that still holds a special place in his heart because he rewatches it every year. Cage says, I lower the lights, put the movie on, and I just sort of lose myself in it. I can't help but love it, which I get. Fantasia is pretty good. Yeah, Fantasia totally rules. I mean, there's some problematic material in it. Hmm. Been a while since yeah, I saw you see, it. Uh, you see, like this... harpy tits. Uh, I'm referring to the centaurs that are racist caricatures. Uh, well, hmm. those are there too, but um, also the the mushrooms are kind of racist as well. The mushrooms are also racist, Sean. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Excellent point on the double racism there. <laughs> I was looking at pictures Remember, of this. Walt Disney was pretty racist. Yeah. So I was yeah, looking I up. Mean, um, the animation in fantasia is 
truly groundbreaking. Great um, stuff. Night on Bald Mountain is unreal. Yeah. I mean, there's there's really cool things in it. Um, it's a movie that came out in 1940, so just you know. Yeah, I I was <laughs> know that going in, and I was looking at the Google image search results for Fantasia Centaurs, and I was like. This doesn't look that racist. Like, cause I looked at like the, the blue ones look like they're just like fucking blue people. And then I saw the one that is like a black person, and I was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's wow. Go ahead and pull that up real Big quick. Big old earring. It's been a while since I've seen it. Ugh. Ugh. Yikes. Man. Do not love it. You don't love to see it. Yeah, it's the crows from Dumbo all over again. Yikes. Yeah, I forgot. Um, if you tried to get. Uh, Fantasia now that is edited out. Oh yeah, um, yeah that's 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 good. It is good. Yeah, that's probably it's for the best. Fucking bad. Um, bad. Do you guys have any other behind the scenes stuff? Well, uh, I watched a little behind the scenes thing about like the making of when all the dudes in, <laughs> holding the mops like in green screen outfits is is <laughs> very funny mm-hmm. it's a hell it it's like, a hell of a job to get hired to do yeah, yeah i know like there's like eight dudes in like full head to toe like green screen outfits uh, just like onesies and they're just like jiggling mops and i'm just like oh man a day on the set we're making magic boys boy <laughs> those guys probably have dental it's yeah like, like yeah, they're, they're probably union. doing all right <laughs> They don't got to go in makeup. They just got to put on the morph suit and like they're good to go. Um, oh, uh, so now it's time we come to the hardest question of all questions. And that question is, if you had to recast the Nick Cage part in this movie with any actor or actress from any time period, who would it be and why? Yeah, I was thinking of like, you know, an old sorcerer that's been around for a long time. Um, okay. You know, uh, he actually comes and visits... You know, once a year. So we've uh, got A. Let's see how we get to B. Uh, okay. Yeah. As uh, you know, he's holly jolly. Uh, oh, I uses see. Uses magic yep. to break into your house. I and follow. Is okay. Played by Kurt Russell. Mm, that'd be good. Uh, mm. in, with white, with white hair. Christmas Chronicles. And I was thinking, you know. So... I was thinking, like, maybe, like, you know, Kurt Russell is one with a magical, like, just beautiful hair mm-hmm. uh and i like think he magic. could shape like he normally just he normally has just like a big bushy beard i would love to see it as a wizard or a shaped beard you know a little bit pointier a little bit longer uh so i'd say kurt russell be a good one be a good yeah. choice he'd be a good i mean and again yeah he would kill it he'd be so good he would crush this um, movie yeah <laughs> but i, I mean, mean he, he we would. did already say a, another good one I think, uh, was it Ian McShane or whatever? I think, yes, that was actually going yeah. to be mine. I was going to say that <laughs> it should be Ian, would, it should be Ian McShane, I, but there's one caveat to this. If that <laughs> is the case, then you need to recast Alfred Molina because they yeah. look too similar, I think. So oh, you would need, well, I think that Alfred Molina could then be recast as like, I don't know, so like like a thin blonde kind of uh like no let me think yeah the guy from lovecraft country or in the rewrite they're brothers oh that would be awesome that'd be much better have a have a connection between them add some weight to their fights reluctance on both their parts yeah jeff uh i am gonna throw out harrison ford on this one um 
I uh, I I liked I liked Nick in this role actually. Yeah, I thought um, he was great. Harrison Ford. Yeah, I, just, I can't I can't picture it. Yeah, I mean it's a little different. You know, he's normally as the Han Solo. He's the one who doesn't need to rely on fancy tricks to get the job done. Yeah. Instead, he uses his street knowledge and, and his muscles. Uh, blaster. Yes. Yeah, blaster. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, but I do think that he has that kind of like. He could really deliver those like grizzled, like old mentor kind of uh, lines. Yeah, really well. Like the the what we talked about when he's like no shortcuts and gives him like a big lecture. I could see Harrison Ford like admonishing him and doing a good job. That's the kind of thing he could handle pretty well. Damn. And yeah. I, I was just trying to think like was there a movie where Harrison Ford has used magic? I guess Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, like. like you know, you know that the the holy like the holy grail. That's magic, right? Yeah, pretty much. The, the like uh, that magic box in the desert. <laughs> yeah, like he uses somebody else's magic. Um, yeah, the magic of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> the magic of Christianity. All right. Well, that's about that's as good about as places any to wrap it up. I think. Uh, so usually, uh, praise yeah. Christ and his good, cool magic. So uh, usually, when we start talking about other movies, it's time to wrap things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, did you did you say one, Josh? Yeah, Ian McShane. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah. Um, but also repat recast. Um. Oh. Uh. uh I can never remember which one it is. I think it's Stellan, yeah, Stellan Skarsgård as the, um, do you guys know who that is? I mean, I know of the Skarsgårds. Yeah, him, we cast Stellan Skarsgård as, you say it if he's like part of the Knights of the Round Table. As, as Horvath. Somebody like that, just to put some like visual distinct, distinctiveness Mm -hmm. between them. Sure, sure. Uh, anyway, that's, that's all the time we have for tonight, I think. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Uh, fucking uh, hit those cool messages, you know, tell us uh, what you want us to watch. Um, yeah, actually, shit, is it? It's almost time for uh, Christmas. Uh, j- j- fucking jujitsu. Oh, that's isn't right. The day, is it the day of jujitsu upon us? When does that happen? Um, We're going to try and watch Nick Cage has a new movie coming out called... Um, just jujitsu. It's just yeah, called jujitsu. You know, it's a movie where there's no jujitsu, and I think Nick Cage has got a small part in it. Yeah, it's not like a whatever you oh, hush, hush, two hush, to two hush, days. So we'll be watching that. We it won't be coming out. We're on a delay, so it'll probably come out in like early December. But you'll see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll have to figure it out. I still haven't been able to figure out if this is going to be available through on-demand streaming or if it's a theatrical release cuz I'm not going to a movie theater yet. No. Yeah, me neither. Um, but, <laughs> but we'll, no. we'll we'll figure we it out. We live in Iowa. Um, it's a hot zone here, baby. We'll we'll figure it out. You know, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, that one will be will be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh soon one one way or another. We we definitely been looking forward to uh sinking our teeth into a new release. Yeah. Know, get a little get a little more topical. Exactly. To, yeah, so. yeah. See how it tackles sort of the relevant modern issues that we all face today. Um and if <laughs> yeah. if you don't have time to watch the trailer which I recommend you do. I would also at least recommend that you go treat yourself to the poster. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Bye. I'm tired. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.